motherfuckers know you that affects them anytime you feel like it. American Rap Magazine. I am your host, Broadway Dollar, along with the lovely co-host, Miss Outlaw. How you doing, Broadway? What are we up with today? Ah. <laughs> Feeling good. Feeling yeah, I, good. Can, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Well, since you're feeling so good, then you can probably help me with this this particular this particular story I want to really dig into, which is how sexy do you have to be to actually make it in Hollywood, and uh-huh. how sexy do you have to be to actually have longevity in the entertainment industry? The reason why I bring this up is because it just came across Twitter for me a few days ago. Um, Lizzo announced that she's releasing a shapewear line okay. called Yitty. And you've heard of Lizzo, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Um, of Lizzo, the so musician, the artist. The artist. I I heard some of her stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was... I listened to it, but it I really didn't... It doesn't resonate with you? I didn't grasp anything from it. Not catchy enough for you? No. I actually thought she was a, I thought she was a white girl because of her name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't listen to that kind of music. Right. Okay. So, well, what do you mean kind of music? Because you know she's, in some circles, she's considered hip-hop. In other circles, she's considered R&B. And in okay. other circles, she's considered so pop. I, it must have been. it must have been the pop record. Maybe that, that maybe that was it. She's really one of those artists that I think can kind of blend and almost move between genres. Like, she has no okay. boundaries. She, okay. So, she's uh, all around. Oh yeah, she's an all around. She's a musician. She she plays the flute. She dances, and she's a plus size woman. She's a plus size woman. And yeah, the, I didn't know that either. The reason, so you haven't seen her yet. No, I I, I went to her Instagram when I was uh, prompted to. But yeah. <laughs> okay, so then I seen then I seen it, and she she actually is not that bad looking. She's actually a beautiful woman. She is a beautiful woman, I'm but a, I'm a chubby face. <laughs> Lord Jesus. I'm just saying, she's, she's pretty Okay, good. so she is very pretty. But here's my thing. So Lizzo is kind of like, she has blown up. She's a Grammy Award winner at this point. Um, she's released her her debut album. Um, she's like, she's in that category of elite now, where she's really getting the recognition that I think that she um, deserves. But okay. I say all that to say, with the announcement of the shapewear line, it comes on the tail end of her show, uh-huh. which um, was streamed by Amazon called um, Where the Big Girls At? Because she was looking for big girl dancers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, here's the thing. She's very body positive, right? Yeah. And she, she's, not a, she's not ashamed. She's not ashamed, That's but good. it's That's it good. took it took, but she expressed on that show that it took her a while to get to this space. Mm-hmm. And what kind of hit me kind of crazy is on one of the episodes, she expresses, she gets really personal, expresses um, a moment where somebody back in high school said to her, well, your face is good, but your body isn't. Well, that's disrespectful as a motherfucker. But well, yeah. you know, boys at certain ages are going to forget themselves know, and say whatever I know. they think. I, I was at that age myself. But I, here's I, the I thing. It. But I was chasing the fat with <laughs> I, I was. She was pretty. Her name was Monique. Monique. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Why is it that, you know, and obviously this is a society thing. This is an American society thing because there's plenty of cultures that 
um, really celebrate and really honor women who are heavier. And in American culture, that's just not it. We still have sample sizes in the fashion industry that are two and four. Right. Um, so we're really pushing this envelope of body positivity. And it kind of made me wonder, what is it that you need to be successful in Hollywood? And would Lizzo be as successful if she wasn't attractive and, and she was still plus size? Like, or or is she pushing you- it? Or is she pushing the envelope in a whole different way? So no, that's I, be, I believe I believe that she because she's not ashamed and she shows that she's not ashamed. And due to social media, she's able to push that narrative and she's able to push her her brand and what she does. Mm-hmm. I believe that um, she really has the following because of that. Yes, I I agree. I think it's because of her confidence. But here's my thing: What does she have to be ashamed about? Nothing. Well, no, but you know, at at times, you know, uh, a plus size woman, even or even a plus size man, they they feel like you know, they should be because of what uh, society pushes as far as uh, weight wise. They mm-hmm. feel like they should be, you know, uh, maybe a little smaller, a little slimmer to do what they're doing. If you know, if there's talent involved, and if even if talent is not involved. People just feel like you know. What I mean, um, I'm plus size, and I mean, I watched my six hundred, my six hundred pound life, and I'm oh, like, oh my god, there, huh? um, I'm I'm just saying it, but it kind of made me eat better. But I'm just saying, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying it's just because you never know. People sometimes people are born like that. Some people just get like that. You and, know, and from we, from eating. There's but there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. There's of, so many factors. There's though. so many factors, but. So bring it back to to Lizzo in this Yiddy shapewear line. Here's 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 my thoughts on that, right? So one super super excited for her. I mm-hmm. think it's so cool that I there's a woman out there in the entertainment industry right. that other women actually can relate to, right? right? Mm-hmm. Beyoncé is gorgeous. Rihanna's gorgeous. But not everybody's that size. Right. Most people are rocking around 12, 14 size 14. I don't know if you know women's sizes, but People are, I, I try. Yeah, usually, but yeah, make sure. If <laughs> <laughs> you got, got some special someone, you better know something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> but most women are size 12 and up. Mm-hmm. A lot of women are size 16 and 18. Right. So when you're looking on Instagram, social media, and the imagery that's being presented mm-hmm. in music videos, right. on stages, all of this, mm-hmm. Lizzo's going, I want women on the stage that look like me. And I think that's incredible, right? right. And not that's just that. Now I'm not. I'm not going to just put myself in a position to have you see people like me on stage. But I'm also going to put something out there to support y'all. You know that when you come to my shapewear line, you're not going to have a trouble finding something that fits. Which is, and I'll and I'll be honest with you, that's something that I used to struggle with in high school. It used to mm-hmm. be like, okay, but my hips won't fit into that. You know, or or I want to wear that like that girl, but they don't have that in my size. Right. And yeah. so that's something that women like really, really struggle with, you know, just just on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I want that. Why is it when I go to size 12 and up, the clothes and the style of the clothes completely change? They change. 
I want I, those pants that I the saw same in size four, size four in size 12. <laughs> <laughs> I am so pissed that I come over here and it's got to be some mom jeans with the button buttons right under my, my rib cage. That's not cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, people mistaken and, you know. Do you have children? No, I don't. I feel like that about my. I feel like that about my sneakers. That's why I wear boots. Oh God. (laughs) Well, but I do get a size seven. uh, So yeah. Oh my God. But here's the thing, right? So it's my size. So Lizzo, right, has this shapewear line. But Mm -hmm. guess who else has body inclusive um, brands? So Kim Kardashian Skims. Um, her shapewear line has recently become body inclusive. Okay. Um, her sister Chloe has um the Good American Jean line, mm-hmm. which she presented as body inclusive right. on its um on its launch. Right. But also Beyonce's Ivy Park is body inclusive, meaning, and when I say body inclusive, I mean something beyond the size of 10. Right. Um, and then of course Rihanna came out the gate, and I think she's doing it the best. Rihanna came out the gate with Savage Fenty. And she's not only doubling down on the body inclusive message, but uh-huh. her runway show so showed that her advertisements showed that everything about what she's doing and bringing to the table with her lingerie line, mm-hmm. she's doing it on both sides. She even has the body inclusive part on the men's side. If you go to the website, uh-huh. you're gonna see plus men in underwear modeling the underwear. So she's saying, so she's doing men and women. She's doing men and women. Uh, Rihanna's, oh, Rihanna's wow. line, Savage Fenty, is. Men and women underwear and lingerie. Okay, so she just, just she didn't stop at Fila. She just went further. She just went. She just took it oh, all was the way it there. Adidas or Fila? It was one of those. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't remember. I, well, I remember I think, being at the outlet and you know, well, I seen Rihanna, the, the, the little furry it, things. Like Rihanna's that. taking it all the way to there, and yeah. I and, and I. Exactly, oh, yeah. wow. and and she just—that's right. She this year she just she opened, opened Savage opened Fenty stores, stores like Victoria's Secret. Got gotcha. you. So here's my thing: if if this means anything for Lizzo, that means that this Yiddy line might be the the thing that takes her over the top. This might be the thing that really takes her into the international stratosphere, inter, and really makes her somebody who. Um, can really make a difference just with continuing that message. Here's yeah. the crazy part. Yeah. I love the the actual tagline. She says, mm-hmm. Yiddy is for everybody. Right. Not everybody. Mm-hmm. One word, everybody. And and that's dope. Yiddy. Okay. Oh, oh, for Lizzo. For Lizzo. Have okay. you seen that? Have you seen any of yes, the ads? Yes, I did. I, I did. And what did you think? Um, she put it together nice. I I I appreciate the fact that. She's doing it just. She's doing it the way she put it. Everybody and it's like okay, it it's not for men, obviously. No, but Yiddy it's, is definitely. It's for everybody shape, <laughs> right? It's for everybody shape. Fit to get you some underwear though, bro. Yeah, I'm good. I I like I like the boxes I wear. <laughs> nah, the savage fancy ones is it's tough. It's really. Yeah, they're they're fire. Yeah. Anything that you want. It ain't nothing that's like they got regular boxes. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then she got the shit with nice prints on it too. She got robes and everything. You gonna you nice. gonna be all right? Just take everything. She's nice. Catering to like the the men. But yeah. what I what what I appreciate about 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 Rihanna is that she didn't stop at the artist. You know what I mean, like yes. some people stop at the artist, but, but and then a lot of artists go further. Well, here's the thing: and she's though. not into acting, so. Well, she she acted she, in a couple she act- of things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was gotcha. like, "I'm good okay. with that." I didn't see that though. But you know what? She's <laughs> one of those. <laughs> she's one of those people who kind of go, 
oh, I've done that. And she goes and she decides, do I like it or do I not like it? And mm-hmm. if I don't like it, I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. And if she likes it, she keeps going. And I think she's at the space where, and she just hit, um, actually, she just got not, um, named on the Forbes list as a billionaire this week. Nice. And nice. it's because of Savage Fenty. It wasn't because of the mm-hmm. music. Right. It was because... She stepped out, took her brand, doubled down, invested in something different that nobody's going to have mm-hmm. their mitts on, mm-hmm. right? Because when you make music and you're, and you're signed to a major, they got, uh, they got their we, hands in your pocket. We know that they don't so, make money. So this is kind of what's taking her over the edge. Right. And everybody's screaming for a new Rihanna album. Rihanna is not bothered by your requests. Absolutely. She's not. like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. I'm going I'm to show up how I want to show you up. Wear, you wear this body wear. <laughs> you wear this lingerie. You wear this lingerie. I'm gonna need you, you to wear visit these boxes the site for... after this podcast. I'm gonna need you to visit the site. Uh, let will. me know what you think. I will. But here's but here's my thing, right? Mm-hmm. These are all women that we're talking about. Yeah. At some point, right? It's gonna fade, right? Beauty fades. Um, all the fades. I don't think talent fades as long as you take care of it and cultivate it. But beauty mm-hmm. fades you at some your point. Craft, yeah. And and women have to reinvest in themselves and continue to build their brand and credibility so that the only thing they're they're not they're not banking on is uh-huh. this one thing that I that I started doing, which is music or acting. Right. And that's kind of what got me thinking, like, yo, what? men have a have it so good. You have it so good. Jay-Z is what, 52? I I don't know. He's in his 50s. He's though. in his 50s. Mm-hmm. If he dropped an album right now. Are you gonna? I'm copping Jay album. Okay. First of all, I'm a Jay Z fan. Okay, I knew that. Okay. So, and secondly, I mean, it's Jay Z. Okay. Cher is seventy something years old. Cher? I know you don't listen to Cher, but you mean Bono and Cher? Cher? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But if she drops an album today, are you listening? Nah. Not really. I'm a Right? But mind you, that was like in the 90s. That was in the 90s. But here's the thing. Are you gonna listen? No, I well, she got a she still got a fan base. Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton got a fan base. Okay, Dolly Parton's an enigma. She's a completely different conversation. Yeah, Yeah, she's she's living gold. Uh, Absolutely, but you know, we know that. We know why. Because her 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 boobs still, you know what I'm saying, is down to her. I don't know. But wow. That's they're, they're the huge. reason why you think she's still relevant? Absolutely. And I've seen her recently. She actually looks good. She's like 75. Yes, she is 75. But that's you're actually proving my point. Right. This woman. Now, granted, Dolly Parton enjoys getting plastic surgery. And she's talked about it very publicly. She wow. has no issue with it. I see. And <laughs> She looks pretty fucking good. Yeah. For 75, I, right? I'm taking her down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Dolly Part. You better leave that icon Lord, I, alone. I'll be, I'll be tapping my foot. <laughs> going great. God. But here's the thing, right? Dolly Parton's done all of that, and you're going, damn, she looks good. She's 75. But mm. my point is, is do you see how much more effort women have to put into it in order to stay relevant? Brad Pitt, George Clooney, both have been named Sexiest Man Alive on mm. different occasions. Right. So, and they. Salt and pepper. Brad Pitt right now, I can't tell you. It doesn't matter what community he walks into, what street he walks down, black, white, Asian, or the mm-hmm. third. Brad Pitt walks into any neighborhood. Women are falling out Absolutely. of their seats over Absolutely. some Brad Pitt. Brad okay? Pitt Don't matter who you are. Is iconic. No, but he's still sexy and homeboys in his 50s. Well, 
Okay. I know you can't comment on the sexy part. That's not my point. No, my but point I will say this: the age time. part. Right, yeah. He's got more time. Yeah, I mean, people. Salt and pepper, he don't got to get no plastic. People don't have to. Oh, it's distinguished. Oh, my God, he's so sexy. He's just Alba in his late 40s. Yeah, uh, but still, I mean, you, you, we can't put an age on that stuff. You can when it's a woman, though. Well, I don't. Let's be honest. Tracy Ellis Ross, you know who that is. Diana Ross's daughter, daughter. who's on um, Blackish right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's had. A she's very beautiful. successful she's acting. Beautiful. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. But homegirl's in her mid-40s. Okay. She takes very good care of herself. That's beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm. But the moment she... And I, I think being a comedic actress also plays a part here where yeah. if it's comedic, if you're a, com if you're a comedian in some way, you kind of stretch actually, the longevity like a little her. bit. I like her. Yeah, she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to set you up on a date. I hear you. I get it, but she's just. I'm trying to get you to see the point that Hollywood is very skewed when it comes to women. Women mm -hmm. don't have as long of a timeline unless they can be thought of as sexy or attractive or mm -hmm. relevant in some way. Right. And it once you stop becoming relevant or mm -hmm. sexy or attractive, then you become a character actor. You're the supporting person. You're you're not necessarily the leading role anymore. Well. That's true. No, that's true. But I, Meryl Streep, we gonna once again. She, she's an enigma. Yeah, she, she is. She's gold. But she's actually <laughs> she's played in, in some Dolly recent, group. some recent, recent films. Yeah, but Meryl I mean, she Street played is, a side is, role, but she still she. she I mean, if films. you wanted to throw away the rest of the industry, Hollywood could survive on Meryl Streep still acting. That's like honestly, and that she's shit a is crazy. Whole different category mm -hmm. level of talent. But she's a she's a different animal too. Exactly. I'm talking about everyday actresses and actors mm -hmm. in the industry, everyday musicians, everyday artists. Once you okay, let's talk about music then. Let's bring it up music. I'll I'll prove my point here. Okay. Right? Okay. There are several young rappers right. who are not necessarily attractive. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. They're a little rough around the edges. Yeah. Right? Funny looking. Yeah. Oh, see, he calling me out. He calling me out. <laughs> Kodak okay, Black. So I'm gonna go with Kodak Black first and foremost. And I'm mad you said that because you already know how I feel. Kodak Black is, <laughs> I mean, from the hair to the oh my. Maybe gosh. I should drink this. Go ahead. Kodak Black is terrible. I'm sorry. But he's a star. He's a star. Now, if there was but a do you woman think he's that a star from like his that, music, or it because of I what he does on social? Top. I think he's just over the top. I mean, you can't deny some of his tracks are hits. They're hits. He makes hits. Not all the time, but he makes I them. I was going to say. I'm, not all the time, I'm but not, he makes them. I'm definitely Here's not Kodak Black. Here's my point. If there was a woman that looked like that, mm -hmm. would she be as successful? Or would she have to be funny? Or would she have to be masculine? Okay. In order to actually I have one for you. Successful? I have one for you. I have one for you. Thank Kit, you. Whoopi, Whoopi's one of them. Whoopi's Kim Cole. Kim, Kim Cole. Kim, no, she's not. He, Kim, Cole, Kim Cole. Kim Cole. Kim Cole. Kim Cole. But Kim Cole's beautiful, though. She is, but what happened? She's a comedic actress. Like I said, comedy stretches it. Once you put the comedy on it, when you're when you put comedy to it, you're allowed to be goofy. You're allowed to not look. Another perfect. one. You're allowed. The comedy stretches it. I got one. I got another one. Go ahead. Kim Fields. Yeah. Kim Fields. But these are women who are stuck in character roles. They're stuck in comedy roles. Oh, so you. Did you, Monique, oh, so did you, hold on. Monique okay. is a comedic actress and a comedian, uh -huh. right? So what happened to her though? She won an Oscar. She did, but what happened to her? Though? Okay, 
what happened to her is up for debate. She lost her, she whole, lost the weight. There's a she whole, didn't need Fenty Slim or Skims and she didn't Yeah, but she effectively got blackballed uh, yeah, by, I, by the black elite. Supposedly. Right. I don't think I, mean, no, I don't like think I said, they like that the attitude. The story is like very skewed and now 50 Cent what, is trying to um, go ahead. Did you hear what um Lee Daniels just apologized for her? Yeah. Right. He yeah. He He's right. a part of the black elite who tried to blackball. But mind you, that apology came after 50 Cent go, yo, I just saw Monique on stage. She's freaking dope. No, she is dope. She's super dope. She's super dope. Ever since the Parker, she's been dope. But here's the crazy part. She's an older woman, plus size, mm-hmm. in her 50s. Mm-hmm. She needed somebody like 50 Cent. Somebody got a cosign. To co-sign somebody who's been in the industry longer than him mm-hmm. in order to re to reboot. recalibrate and reboot her yep. career and yep. put her back in the spotlight where she mm-hmm. deserves to be. But it, but you, you know that That's ta- crazy. that shit happens to a lot of a lot of older actresses and actors and a lot of other uh, music I'm artists. About, but that's what I'm talking about. My point is, is how sexy do you have to be in order to remain relevant mm. until you get to that status where you've invested in so many different things that influence the culture, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, Jay-Z, Rihanna. Right. Once you start investing in things beyond your start point of, or you know, your origin, right? Because yeah. Beyonce's origin is music. Right. But she's invested beyond music, mm-hmm. which makes her an influencer of the culture. Right. And because of that, now she's relevant and she's getting into that icon gold club where she can do no wrong practically, right? Right. I mean, Will Smith has proven that you can do something wrong and be put nah, in question. I mean, I mean, I mean, for the sake that it's still controversy, mm-hmm. that's my point. It's controversy and they took it to a whole level. They did level take it to a whole other level and it was extra. But my point remains that you have to reinvest beyond your origin in order to become, in order to put longevity on your career. That's yep. my point. Mm-hmm. If you're going to stay in music, then you better be sexy forever. You better be attractive forever. Because okay. if you're not, I, or you can't, I, I, I your, can, co- your career dies. I can see where you're going with that. Right? Aretha so, Franklin, before she passed away, uh-huh. had not had a Got new rest. album in over 15 years. She was still singing the same songs. And that's fine. And she was still selling out crowds. She was still to, selling to out. an extent, but my point is, is that if she would have put out an album, nobody would have bought it. You don't think so? Come on, let's Listen. be real. We don't honor, we don't honor those that have laid the foundation once they get past a certain age. True story. And that's in and that and, and that's in our that's in our black community though. No, I think that's beyond that. You think so? Uh, no, you're right. No, because Kenny we, Kenny we Rogers still popping. Yeah. Yeah. You right. Yeah, you right. So I, we, I'll accept that one. Yeah, cause, cause, I mean, you know, just 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 me studying music alone, and and really like you know the theory and and how you um how some of these artists still are relevant and some are not. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, anywhere from hip hop to pop to cult to 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 country music, um, there is definitely a gap in how relevant these people are. Mm-hmm. So we look at that and we say, and I say to myself, like, what? Here's here's the problem that I have, and I and I'll always say this: um, our classic hip hop artists are not old. But if you ask a sixteen year old or a twenty year old, have you ever heard of uh, Biz Markie? Nah. What you mean? Picking Boogers was one of the hottest records out. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, parent, I mean, what, not parents don't understand. Well, um, what's his other one that he had? Uh, uh, I forget the name of the record, but it was it was really big, uh, Bismarcky. But you know, it's it's like okay, he you got what I need. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I, I had that album. Um, I actually, <laughs> funny thing is, I one of my uncles came through. You know what I'm saying? He opened his trunk one day, and he was like, "Pick what you want." And this was when CDs was 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 uh popping and tapes wasn't popping no more. I picked EPMD, I picked e, uh, NWA, I picked I picked all types of stuff, mm-hmm. and he gave it to me. You know what I mean? Bismarcky was one of them, and I and I played the I played these albums, and I'm like, yo, I mean, you know, I was always I was introduced to the hip hop game. You know, what I'm saying early on, I mean, I was like maybe like 10, 12. Mm-hmm. and it's like, yo. You knew these people were going to be iconic artists just from their first and second albums. And, you know, you listen to the, uh, and I know that we, so here's my thing, right? And I'm going to say this, and, and I don't know if I'm going to get any, any, fee, any feedback from it, any, any flack from it. But I'm going to tell you like this. The 80s mm-hmm. was the start of hip hop. Of course. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And actually, it wasn't really the 80s. It was late 70s. Early 80s. Mm-hmm. Then we came into the 90s, where hip hop was really trying to figure out direction, what direction they were going in. And hip hop was the start of a whole new culture that that a lot of us embraced. I used to break dance when I was a kid. So it was like, yo. Wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. Take, to... Wait, wait. Can we take a second? I know that you're in this like moment where mm-hmm. you're about to like make this wonderful point. Uh huh. But let's address the break dancing when you were a kid. Let's stop there. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop there, and okay. we have to investigate here. Okay. Okay. So break it. Like, did you? Were you part of a crew? I was. Did you have like? Did you wear the Adidas track? I did. Suit? I did. Oh my god. I did. I did. I did. So I, have, I so there's okay gotta so be pictures somewhere uh, it, it might be there's gotta be it might be somewhere. I so have to see I, so it was one show that I did that I I break I I dolphined across the stage <laughs> it was dope it was dope okay. and and the funny thing is and the funny thing is the guys that I was doing it with was um they were the dope dealers on the on the block oh, wow. but they had a but they had a they had, so a, they had a, a, dance crew. a dance crew and I was the little guy. I used to win. I used to windmill in the hallway in the projects. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you're saying okay? So hip hop. Go ahead. Go back to. I'm sorry. I had to I had to stop and investigate that real quick. But mm-hmm. so you're saying okay? So you're saying hip hop mm-hmm. and iconic music. But where are you taking us with this? So I'm taking I'm, I'm taking it back to you know the Hollywood thing where you know what I'm saying, um, when you tell me uh, that you know. The men in hip hop, I mean, in, in in the Hollywood industry, um, actress and actresses, it's like, yeah, I get it, mm-hmm. but not all women uh, are looked over. Not all women are looked over. It, it may be certain ones that maybe looked at the had probably looked at the industry and said, "Listen, this is not what I want to be a part of." I mean, if you okay. look at look at look at um look at a. I hear you. Uh, yeah, look at uh, what's her name? Um, something about Mary. Uh, what's that? Oh, Charlize Theron. Uh huh. Yep, and yep. she um and she yeah she bowed out. She was like, I'm good. Absolutely, yeah. and she definitely had 10, 15 years. She could have acted as long as she wanted she to could've. because she was actually a good actress. She could have. 
But yeah, she bowed out and says, I'm good. I want to go be married. I want to go have kids. I think I think that's less to do with maybe her because when she bowed out, she was top tier elite. It's not like she was somebody who was a character actor that nobody really knows their name. Right. She like she was top tier. She was a lister. I think that was more about I've spent so much time on my career and I just want to go and be a mom. I think it was more about that than it was about her having to to um um extend her career for however long. Mm-hmm. Like I think the smartest people in business, in any business, mm-hmm. including the entertainment industry, right. you have to understand how to pivot and you have to understand how to understand the trends that are happening in the world right. at that moment right. and how you can benefit from making sure that you're continuing continuing to be relevant mm-hmm. and credible. Right. Any business. Right? No, that's true. Apple, for instance. You got to know your role. Right. Apple, for instance. If they want to be the speakers for technology right. and at the cusp of the industry mm-hmm. in order to capitalize and make a revenue, they have to know that they got to be on the, the edge of their seat for technology. They've mm-hmm. got to make improvements on the iPhone that nobody else is going to think of in order for it to make sense. And then they've got to venture into other situations in order to make sure that they stay at that top seat. Right. It's harder after you get to the top. Right, because there's nowhere else to go. Exactly. So if you want to stay at the top, you have to continue to reinvent yourself. So the people that you're talking about, I think, are the people who understand, if I want to continue to live like this, Mm -hmm. if I want to continue to experience this, I have to continue to make sure that I'm relevant. And entertainment is all about who sees you and who cares. Absolutely. Once people stop caring, Mm -hmm. you have no longer... You are no longer relevant. Once right. you are no longer relevant, you cannot actually gain revenue. Well, this is why you have to. But that's re- entertainment. You have to reinvent yourself. But that's my point. So, but as I think collectively, women are at a disadvantage where women definitely have to. They have to look. They have to be forty and look thirty-five, or they, or no. if they're forty-five, right. they gotta look. 30. They have to. You see what I'm saying? Right. Whereas a guy no, can naturally it. be 45 years old and be mm-hmm. considered sexy. Halle Berry is sexy. But she looks younger than what she is. Homegirl's over 50. I know. And she looks like she's 35 years old. And she does. So the reason why she you does. think she's sexy is because she's been able to maintain her looks for a period of time. Mm-hmm. But she's 50-something years old. Black don't crack. Black doesn't crack if you take care of it. That's true. And make sure you stay away and from I crack. Just, I just, I put Vaseline on my face. I don't got no wrinkles. Because once you hit that crack, it's over. <laughs> black don't crack if you stay away from it. You know what I'm saying? That's so, true. <laughs> so that's the only way black don't crack. That's but, true. But my point is, is that women just have it, they have it, the proportion on sexy relevancy mm-hmm. is based off of how they look. And I love, and just to pull, bring it full circle, yeah. the reason why I love what Lizzo's doing mm-hmm. is because she's she's at a space where she understands that the environment and the society that she's in expects women to look like this. Right. And she's unapologetic it's a, it's a, about where she is and what she's doing. Right. And that's why I respect it. Because it's not somebody like Beyonce or Rihanna who, mm-hmm. you know, and mind you, Beyonce, who I give a lot of kudos to, after she had her last... <clears throat> Her twins, yep. she embraced her body and says, you know what? I no longer have to be a size six. Right. It's cool if she I'm a size, a size 10. ten. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not right. saying I know her size. I'm just saying it's obvious. If you look at her younger pictures and look at now, she's a little less toned. She's uh-huh. comfortable in the skin that she's in and that the 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 body that her got, her kids have created. And she's saying, I'm I'm cool like this she's, and I'm still sexy. She's owning. She's owning where she's at. Right. Rihanna is pregnant and slaying the pregnancy. Cause she but 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 Rihanna for a very long time has been unapologetic about how she feels about herself. And I'm right. and I'm so happy that she realized that and owned that at such an early age. Right. Because now that she's in her 30s and she's pregnant, she's like, I'm still gonna dress how I want to dress. I just right. happen to be pregnant. And that's dope because other women hide the belly for for a period of time and I need to do this and I need to do that. So the women that we're talking about are black women who are saying, wherever I'm at in life, mm-hmm. I'm going to just own it. And guess yeah. what? What I'm about to put out there to y'all, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are not owning it. And guess what? I'm letting you know it's okay to own it. All right. And that's what I think is dope. It but is. not everyone thinks like that. And the industry does not think like that. Because time after time, they're going to go with the younger, skinnier, skinnier prettier right. girl. So not like that. So now Lathan, once again, about yeah. to be 50. Was she 50? Yes. I don't know I how old she, she is, but she is one sexy Or she's a... Oh right, but God. have you seen her mother? No. Her mother, she's a carbon copy of her mother. Her wow. mother looks just like her, just has salt and pepper hair. Yes. Once again. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's also women who are just saying, I'm just happy where I'm at. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Happiness just brings that kind of youthful look. But, right. but my point is, is she, that she 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 goes on with life and, and doesn't really. Yeah, it, I don't think she's really married. Matter. It's yeah. probably why she looks that good. Yeah, that's she's great. Not married. That's great. That's great. That's I have to whole, catch up with her. No, <laughs> whole conversation. Love and basketball. It took me there. With <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I'm 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 glad that I'm glad that you kind of understand me. I do. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the. I don't think the industry is going to change because American society is very locked into these roles of mm-hmm. of beautiful and and as long as men divorce their wives for a 20-year-old younger version i think that this is always going to be the case but when women just start realizing hey just own where you're at yeah right i think maybe that's going to start breaking down and you know i just had a conversation with um my friend Mav and he was like yo all of these women are doing this at the same time. And I think that's what's changing and shifting the culture. And I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. He was like, listen, you, you know, because we just talked about that. And he was like, yeah, but guess what? They're doing it all at the same time. Right. So we have to pay attention. And I think if women continue to do that and live their lives unapologetically, especially mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry, which is the biggest influencer mm-hmm. on how women perceive themselves. Right. I think women are just going to... I mean, you're going to see a lot of confident bitches on the street. <laughs> you no, know what I'm but, saying? But, you're going to see a lot of confident bitches but that's on the a, street. But that's a good thing, though. That's a wonderful thing. That's and I'm so thing. happy that I share a podcast with somebody who understands that. <laughs> because if you were not that guy, I would have to quit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm Please saying. don't quit. I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, so that was, my, that, was, that was my story that I wanted to bring up. But I know mm-hmm. that you wanted to um, bring it to another direction. So... Um, what was the, you were talking about parenting. Parenting. Yeah. So we, so, you know, um, I'm a parent myself and, um, I, I pretty much raised my kids how I was raised Mm -hmm. to be respectful, Mm -hmm. to have morals, to have guidance, to, to look up to their elders and be respectful to the people that's around them, even if it's not their parents. Right. Because back in the day. 
we had to we had to respect the neighbor. Mm-hmm. I feel like these new these I want to call I wanted to call them the new generation. They don't have as much respect as they should. I mean, we come from the urban areas. It could be different in the south, but here and in, in in the city, it's more like you know what I mean. It's like mind your fucking business. I'll do what I want to do. And these children, um, they start at an early age, mm-hmm. to where it's like I've actually heard kids in front of a store like cursing, like they were adults, and it's like, and of me being from you know, the, you know, the times where you you didn't do stuff like that in front of grownups, I'm like, yo, watch your mouth, mm-hmm. and you know. I guess because of the way I look, they kind of they respected it. Like, all right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But if I if I looked like I just didn't have anything or or meant anything, they probably would have cursed at me. Like, fuck you or whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. But I also feel like these kids are being raised by by the internet and by video games, mm. and the and the, the 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 parents are so wrapped up into social media, Facebook, Instagram, and, you know what I'm saying, looking for the next guy that they, they could potentially be with and putting up photos, they're not paying attention to their kids. And it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know? So I just wanted to touch on the fact that we need to raise our kids. We need to take away take away the controller of of the Xboxes and the, and the PS5s you know, and whatever, and... Pay attention to your children. So you're making a really bold statement. I, I have to. Which I, which I completely understand. Um, so I am not a parent, but I obviously I've been parented. <laughs> so <laughs> so I have parents, but I'm not a parent. Um, and I'm a professional aunt. Uh so <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, because as soon as I speak, it's, it's listen, listen, little it's Negro. It's automatic. <laughs> listen, right. little Negro, what are we doing? Right. Because there's only two ways this can go. Mm-hmm. Either my way or, or back highway. to your mother. <laughs> like, there's only Word. two ways we can do this. Mm-hmm. And if you're with me, mm-hmm. it's my way. Right. So, I mean, I get you. And I think, I, I, you know, I'm so happy to say that I had a beautiful childhood. And I think, and I mean, it had its ups and downs. And uh-huh. I was totally... I still did video games. I still, but you mm-hmm. know what's funny? It wasn't, but it, but it, they didn't raise you. But here's the crazy, that, right? But here's the crazy part. My dad was beside us the whole time. Mm-hmm. So if we're playing video games, my father is like locked in, right? It's a helping timer. us get the code to the next Aladdin uh, <laughs> level. So and then you know, you know what I'm thinking? Yeah, I'm gonna just say the sidestep right quick. Uh-huh. Take the sidestep. Mm-hmm. We used to play Aladdin on um the Super Nintendo, Super right? Uh huh. And we used to write down the codes to the next level so that, you know, when it was time for bed, when we came back the next day, you can get to it. We could get to the last level. Right, right. I I think now that my father purposely lost that list <laughs> so that we could actually go back, back and redo it. Right, and start all over. <laughs> start all over. Mm-hmm. I think he did that on purpose, Aladdin, by the way. I don't, and I'm funny. gonna confront him about that I'm a Super tomorrow. But I'm pretty sure he lost that list on purpose. Because I was like, Daddy, I put it right there. Yeah, well, you know, it's in trash now. Yeah, exactly. But I think he did that so that we could just spend more time figuring out how to beat the level. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. when, you're, when your parents are beside you, mm-hmm. 
not leaving you to your own devices, but actually beside you in mm-hmm. those moments of right. being a kid. Right. It makes a big difference. It like, does. you know, I have the memory of that. And now that I'm adult, I'm like, yo, he probably sabotaged that whole situation just so we could just play so it you, again. Just so you could do it again. Just so we could play it again. Mm-hmm. And that's what's dope about parents who are like actually beside you while you're growing up. Right. You know, and, right. and I think the other part of it's it a is a form of that, discipline. Right. But not just that, they used to kick us outside. Okay, you spent too much time inside the house. Yep, goodbye, goodbye. Please go outside. Yep. Like, that was a thing. You right. can't come back in the house. Right. Go outside and do whatever you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, break a leg, which we did. We yeah, broke arms broke, and all the, all the other arms, things. I broke legs. Right, mm-hmm. right. Hit by a car. Exactly. Yeah, so I think, I think when you have parents that are present, it makes a difference. And it doesn't matter what you're doing with them. It just, it's just like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. We're present. Like my my nieces and nephews, and I have quite a few now because my sister and brother are busy. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't buy them presents. Okay. You guys got parents. You guys got a gang of grandparents right. because your grandparents are young. Yeah, why do why do why do you need? Why my, do my I gifts? need to buy you a present? No, my presents are experience. I, so I am. I am. I'm you're the same aunt. way, right? Absolutely. So I'm an aunt that's gonna take you. I'm. I took my my first nephew. I was the one who took him to his first movie. I was the one who took him to his first um, children's mm-hmm. museum. Mm-hmm. I was the one who used to take him to see animals. Mm-hmm. So now he, for a time, he thought I was the aunt, and I my only purpose was to take him to the movies, and I corrected that immediately. Right. But the point I'm making is, is that now he associates me, associates me with experience. Right. This is the aunt that's going to give me a new experience whenever I'm with You're her. You're giving him the game. Exactly. Abs- and it, it's not something where we bank on material. You know, I'm the aunt that gives you the PS5. No, I don't want to be no. that aunt. No. Because PS5, no. you're going to play it for two seconds. You're going to move on. You're going to talk to your new little girlfriend. And the PS5 is going to get broke or get sold or whatever. Yeah. So I hear you on this, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure how to correct that. Because right. when you have a younger generation of parents mm-hmm. who are coming from a place of survival, mm-hmm. And social relevancy, where they feel like they need to be relevant on social media, the priorities are different. My my parents to this day don't have social media. So that's not something that they're paying attention to. So what is on their mind? Pay the mortgage, make sure my wife or my husband is good, are my kids good. So it's a different capacity where, where, you know, I believe I'm considered to be um, a millennial. That's my generation. Okay. The new generation is considered to be generation Z. I think it's Z. Y or Z now. Z. Because okay. we were X. Well, I'm considered Y. I'm yeah, considered we were, millennial we, or Y. We were X. I think you're X. Yep. Right? But the new generation is called the new I'm silent generation age. or generation Z. Yeah. And they're growing up with everything at their fingertips. They are. If you want to make a they song, are. all you have to do is download Fruity Loops to make the beat. <laughs> um, <laughs> get a cheap mic for ninety dollars, and you're a rapper. You, you <laughs> right? are a rapper. Whereas ten you years ago, rapper, you had to save rapper. up money to actually go to a studio. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like because things are so accessible, the gravity and the seriousness of how much it takes to make something happen is lost. And maybe that's also with parenting. Uh huh. Well, with with me, I never made it. My I have an older son. Mm-hmm. I never made it easy for him. He had to earn everything. So, what do you say? What do you mean by that? Like he had to earn everything. Did he get allowance? Did you have allowance? Set I, up? Did, I didn't have to have allowance. I mean, I bought the kids sneakers. He had clothes. He had everything, but he had to earn it. He mm-hmm. had to earn it. 
Okay. You know, doing good grades in school. Mm-hmm. Um, we to a certain point, um, he didn't live in the same house as me. Okay. But I had him every day All because right. I'm a father. Right. And before anything, that's what I'll be. So my son, when he got to a certain age, I want to say about around about eight, between eight and ten, mm-hmm. I told him finances. Okay. I said, this is what you're going to need to live. Everything else is irrelevant. Even though he ah, video games and he liked the Bob the Builders and all that other stuff. But he knew that his father was giving him the game. I always taught him about finances. I always told him, like, listen, you're going to get out here and you're going to be you're going to be lost if you don't know certain things. So you're going to have to find you. I had to find my way. Mm-hmm. I was the oldest of three. I had to find my way. Um, but we're talking about the 80s into the 90s. Um, he didn't. He was born in the 90s, up in, into the 2000s. So you figure you have to give a 10 year gap between right. certain uh, decades. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it was more with, with, with me. I was with my with my with my son. It was more like, yo, listen. It's not about it's not about this, and it's not about that. It's not about getting new things. It's about listen. Do you think that you deserve it? Let's start there. And if he hasn't done any anything in school that he was supposed to be doing, or his his mother had called me up and said, "Listen, he's not doing what he's supposed to do." Okay, so I have to check you on that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like these even with the teachers, they're not involved in these kids' lives. And when I was coming up, yeah, I got I got in trouble with the teacher, and I went home, and I was in trouble with my mother. Or I was just right. talking to my grandmother. You know what I mean? They're not doing that anymore. Well, that's a that's a it takes a village mentality. To raise a family to raise a family. Yeah. It takes raise a village a child. to raise a child. I'm sorry. And that's the village mentality. And once again, I think once you get past generation Z. Z, which is me, because I experienced <laughs> that as well. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, once you get once you get past generation Z, that village to raise a child mm-hmm. becomes a singular person. Right? right. And not all the time, but it, it's very, you know, you got a lot of children living with their grandparents who are in their 40s and 50s. Right. And, and those are young grandparents. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and, and, and I'm not going to lie. My grandmother was young, but that's because her daughter had her daughter at 24. Mm-hmm. So and she had her daughter at 20. My grandmother. But those my, are good ages, though. Yeah. My grandparents were from the South. So having babies that young wasn't a wasn't something that was you know, unique. Mm-hmm. But my point is my grandmother was young, but my grandmother was a working grandmother. You know, she had a, you know, a corporate job and she, so I, but when we went down South, the whole street was our family. Right. So I could bounce from house to house to house, but I had to knock. I had to ask permission to enter. Granted, all of these are my two, three generations above me, but these are all my aunts and uncles, but I still have to announce myself. I still have to, but I'm bouncing up and down the street. So yep. if I broke something in, one person's house. By the time I got to the house I was staying at, I was in trouble. Absolutely, you know what I'm because they already called and they said, they "Listen." They already called. Chrissy's Chrissy done <laughs> lost her damn mind. Done broke my vase. She ate my chicken. She didn't wash the fork. In okay, the sink. and she messed up my plant right. that I had in that. <laughs> By the time I get four four houses down where uh-huh. I'm staying, yeah, 
my ass is in trouble. Absolutely. You know so what you saying? get so not only do you get one ass whooping, I you got get, two but or three. It's a lot of whoopings up and down that street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody know how to neft up. Yeah, I, you know right. what I'm saying? And that's here, the neighborhood I grew up in. Right. And here it's it's not like that. It's don't touch my child. Mm-hmm. You can't speak to my child that right. way. You right. can't. And there's there's not a collective understanding of this is how we support children in general. And and I think even, you know, the city that we're in now, New Haven used to be like that. You know, yeah. I had an aunt here, yeah. a cousin there, or this. And, and no matter where I went, I knew that there was somebody I could run to to support me. Mm-hmm. And there was somebody always looking out for me. And my aunts, my father has like eight sisters and brothers. Right. And my aunt told me not too long ago, she's like, Chrissy, you don't even understand that we had eyes on you all the time when you oh, were in the neighborhood. Absolutely. You don't even understand that we, when you went to the store to go get your candy, that was we watching. called somebody to mm-hmm. make sure that when you went to that side of the street, they looked out for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if people are doing that anymore. They're they're, not. If they're checking on their kids' kids, or if they're checking on their sister's kids, or their their, their, their brother's kids like that. So they're I don't not. know how to fix that gap because that that respect and I that don't... understanding that you care for the children in your neighborhood, regardless of who they belong to. Right. I'm not sure. We, I don't. I'm not well, sure how we get back to that. Well, that that village is not strong enough anymore. There's not that one person to say, um, "I'm going to look after the neighborhood." Right. Um. You know, God rest her soul. My grandma. My grandma. She just died. Um. In October. Mm-hmm. But she was that person. Right. Who raised the neighborhood, and you could talk to anybody, and they would tell you about her, and they would. They would. You know. They respected her with. With with the utmost respect because she because not only did she did she okay she pretty much like told you what you should and should not be doing mm-hmm. but she also fed you right she also she also hey you you hungry okay c- come on in here I I'll make you a plate she and and you know I don't want to you know ball in tears right now but my grandmother was everything to me mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it was like it was like you raising me, my brother, my sister, my other siblings, my cousins, and it, yo, you don't have that anymore. And if you do, I haven't seen it. I mean, I've I've heard of people just you know being in there, like I said, forties and everything like that, and they're 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 taking their grandkids, and this is you. Know, but then, are you being a parent now for your for your daughter or your son, or are you? Actually, being a grandparent and saying, "Okay, you raise your child, and right. I'll help you raise the child." Right. Not raising the child. Grandparents are there to fortify your upbringing, mm-hmm. and they're there to spoil you because yeah, your parents are true. not supposed to spoil you like that. They're supposed to <laughs> lay down the law, to lay down the law, to lay. <laughs> make sure that you understand what it takes to be a grown person mm-hmm. eventually, and your grandparents are who you run to to tell your parents on. Right. Because Lord knows that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Grandma, I did. you don't understand. Mommy just won't let me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She just right. won't let me right. do whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I came over here because I knew that you would support me. You know, I used to do all that water work. I used to be on it. Drama Sheesh. filled. Okay? Drama filled. Listen. Mommy just won't let me go right. to the movies. I ain't like, have nobody run to. <laughs> No crocodile tears for me. Yo, I was I was dramatic, yo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I do that now. Let me tell you, the bond is <laughs> the bond is even the bond is so strong now that my mother she just recently retired, and I'm mm-hmm. so proud of her. Mm-hmm. But she was working so much that at one point I would text her, I would call her, 
And I'm not getting no responses. You know what I did? I called my grandmother in North Carolina, her mother. And I told her, I said, Mom, I said, Graham, I said, let me tell you what's going on. I don't call my mother. I've contacted her in several different ways, and she has not returned. Not responded. In, not responded. Sheesh. I said, Grandma, I just don't understand what's going on. I was, oh, I was all fake emotional, right? Fake next thing emotional. I get, guess what the next call I get? My mother picks up the phone, calls me. She said, did you just call my mother on me and mm-hmm. tell her that? I I says, mommy, I'm just upset you don't return my phone call. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? I was on that type of time. I had time to walk out of my office and do those things because it's, it's, it's awesome to have those kinds of connections, you yeah, know? It and is. it's awesome it to is. be in a space where... If somebody doesn't call you back, you can, you can, they know that you're looking for them. They know that you care. And, and having those kinds of connections are dope. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But yes, I call my grandmother on my mother. I call my mother on my sister mm-hmm. and my brother. Like, like, don't not call me back because I will right. call somebody it's, to check you it's on It's going to be an issue. <laughs> it's going to be an issue. All right. Well, I have heard, my brother, my brother and sister cannot go a week without mm-hmm. speaking to me. Mm-hmm. If they do, they have an issue. Yeah. And they know for a fact I'm going to be on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you don't want to call me back? Guess what I'm calling? I'm calling mommy on you. Well, well, before cell phones, you had house phones. And oh, where the house phone, the house phone was always in the kitchen. You remember you remember the you remember the phones? <laughs> I used to go to my friends' grandparents' house. They had the phone with the radio dial that you had to like put your finger Absolutely. Yeah, and spin back <laughs> the, the rotary phone. Next oh my <laughs> god. That's the original. It used but, to take you 5 minutes to dial somebody's number. Right. But but if you had to call so my great grandma used to live uh I want to say like at least 5 blocks by Yale. Mm-hmm. And if you couldn't contact anybody at my grandma's house, you call my great grandma. I guarantee you, somebody was getting in contact with my grandma through my great grandma. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it, and, and it, I mean, they they, they in my family they they're tight knit. Mm-hmm. They're tight knit. And that's the that's the foundation I come from. And that's why I have so much of an issue with how these children are being raised. Um, it's it, yeah. it, and 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 I can't tell anybody how to raise their kids. Let me let me just just put that out there. I can't tell anyone how to raise their children, but the era that I come from and what I have uh, experienced mm-hmm. um, was uh, made me the person I am today. And I'm not saying you can't be any any a great person from your upbringing, but it definitely plays a big role in your life. It allows you to have a foundation to go back to. And I think Absolutely. that that's because, you know, when you grow up and you experience new things, especially as an adult, and and trust me, there are so many times where I've said, please, God, take this back. Because being an adult is not cool. It's Word. not as cool as it I looks. I didn't want to grow up. It's not as cool as it looks. Because Sally may keep calling my ass and I keep telling what? her I don't got nothing for Word. her. Word. <laughs> Yo, I said, Sally get it, Get in the Fed Loan program. Bitch, Sally may better go somewhere <laughs> because I don't got it. But my, my point is, is that you know, once you experience all these things, you get lost. You get lost in the experience of being an adult, right? Right. And if you don't have that foundation or you don't have people worrying about you mm-hmm. to help pull you back mm-hmm. and say, it's okay to start over or it's right. okay that this is going on and it didn't go the way you thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to have, and if you don't have the foundation of people to support you right. to say, it's okay. 
There's a lot of people growing up right now who are coming into their adulthood who have none of that because a foundation is not just about understanding what you should do. Mm-hmm. It's it's also about having people in your corner to say it's okay to be in your mess. Absolutely. You know, letting somebody They've know it's okay to be in your mess. It's okay to figure it out. You don't have to rush through that moment. Mm-hmm. Figure that out. Right. I got you if you don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. got you to, if you need help figuring it out. And um, I think that that is so relevant. And there's so many kids out here who fall into things and they don't got anybody to pick up the well, phone and says, you okay? Well, here, well here's, you know? here's the thing. Here's the thing. We are the people, and I tell my boys this, we are the people that they look up to now. Mm. We are the people that they, they look up to now. And, you know, I like nice cars. I like nice things. And I don't expect for a child to look at me and say, oh, he's a drug dealer or whatever. But they do. Mm. You you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, no. Listen, you can get it the honest way. You can do whatever you need to do. And I I educate some kids. Some kids, sometimes I talk to kids, I don't even know them. Mm -hmm. Like, where's your mama? You know, like, what are are you doing out here by yourself? And they'll, you know, they it, like I said, I guess because the way I look and I look serious, so they, <laughs> I respect this guy. I don't even know who this guy is. But yeah, listen, where's your mom? Oh, she's in the house. Why are you out here by yourself? Go in the house, man. Sometimes it'd be, it might, it might have been a rainy day. Right. Right? But that's the kind of environment that I, I was raised in. So it was like, nah, you can't leave a, don't leave a child behind. Right. You know, if they're out there by themselves. Because they don't know. They don't, and like I said, we are the people that they look up to now. Right, but if they don't know, the more time they spend on their own, they're going to they're going to have to make sense of whatever they experience at that moment. So they, they, they right, yeah. So the longer you leave a child to their own devices, the the longer they come to the point where they have to figure out, okay, this is how I what I need to do to survive, and mm-hmm. whatever influence comes their way. They're going to absorb that. So if it's not coming from the parent themselves, it's going to come from somewhere else because they have to figure it right. out. They're in this space. And they're that, on, and, 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 and they're that, on earth now. That is a problem. Yes. Because they may wrong you, they may run into the wrong. But people. how do you how do you bridge that gap? How do you fix that? I mean, granted, if there were more men, and I'm gonna say this specifically, mm-hmm. if there were more men like you who are fathers who care about being fathers out there doing that, mm-hmm. and there are, there, there's these anomalies, right? There's the anomalies out there. There's um what is it? I saw on Instagram not too long ago, there is a group of men. There was um a whole bunch of um situations where there were suspensions and detentions in this one particular school. And the and these are black men who came together. Uh-huh understood that there was a lot of single-parent homes represented in that school. Uh And so they became the dads of the school. So to avoid security, they decided, and they rotate, right? They decided that they were going to come together, go on school campus, and be there during the day. Because I believe there was, like, kids coming onto school campus with guns and all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, uh, is this people of color? This is this is okay. all black men. It's beautiful. And they would come on school grounds. So to avoid having police on the property, mm-hmm. they would come on school grounds and monitor the school. Wow. And be these father figures on site. You know, but that's that's Do that's, you know that the huge. detention, the suspension rate was low. Went down. Absolutely. 
and it was amazing. Or there's or there's these schools that don't believe in suspension and they replace disciplinary actions like suspension and detention mm-hmm. with yoga classes. Like, why is it that we can't embrace these these really powerful, encouraging moments with things like that? Right. You know, it just takes a little bit of time. And I'm I'm sure that, you know, this group of um black men. Even though they rotate, I'm sure there's some of them that are on site all the time because they they understand the value of their presence. Mm-hmm. And when you have people who think like you and think like these um these um men coming onto the scene to show a positive male presence, I think that's maybe how we bridge the gap. Because if more men said, "Hey, I understand mm-hmm. that the community, especially a uh, community of color, suffers in this way where disproportionately you have a lot of single." parent homes and a lot of those single parents are mothers. Right. If we can if we can allow our children who are coming up now to see positive influence of men right. who are not rappers and not entertainers. Not entertainers, right. And see somebody that, just regular. So, just regular. Mm-hmm. I got a regular job and I can still be successful and happy because the only thing that they equate with success is what they see. On, on social on media, social. what they see yep. on, on television and what they're seeing is entertainment. They're mm-hmm. seeing entertainers. Mm-hmm. And what is the purpose of an entertainer? To entertain. to entertain. So because they're there to entertain, they're going to go on social media and do ridiculousness. They're going to do... Little Boosie is truly an entertainer. Absolutely. Completely. Mm-hmm. He lives his entire life as an entertainer. Right. Let's be real. Right. If he didn't have the money he had or the clout that he had or the attention he had... Would he need to act like that? Probably not. Probably not. But if more children saw people like yourself, or well, I can't include you because you're technic you're an entertainer as well, so you technically don't count. Right. But more people who just had regular jobs. Right. I think that we we could balance this out a little bit more. Well, I I, I looked at the funny thing is um <laughs> this might sound funny, but I wanted to be a cop when I was a kid. And, now, until, and then you became a rapper. Until, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just until, trying to understand. Until the, until until I, I indulged in the streets, and, and but be, even before that, um, I seen my mom get hit by my my stepfather, mm-hmm. and they took him to jail, and I loved them so much, and I'm like, why are you taking them to jail? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what kind of like made me change my mind about that, mm-hmm. but. But I never wanted to discourage anybody else from being wanting to be, you know, uh, police or or firefighter mm-hmm. or somebody who, you know, what I'm saying, who was part of a, a rescue team, anything like that. Um, I don't think these kids look up to that anymore. It's more like they look up to the rappers. They look they more they look up more to well, the. But it's only because the, that's the all they actors. see. That's because that's all they see. Yeah, and, and that's why and, I like um, social media presence, like Blavity. I don't think I'm saying that correctly, but B-L-A-V-I-T-Y, okay. which which they consistently show images of black excellence. Right. And what I love about it is they're constantly showing young brothers support and raise their children in yeah. a real way. Right. And, it, and they're not entertainers necessarily. They're not rappers. They're just men who love their children, who love their family, who are married, who, you know, values that I think... Um, we get away from sometimes, and and um, the entertainment industry once again is for entertainment. And I think it sometimes is. people get away from understanding that I was being entertained. I was it doesn't always, necessarily mean it's reality, right? I was always told that. I was always told like, listen, they're on TV. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they are they are they are doing things, and I'm not telling you you can't do them, mm-hmm. but get your education. Well, here's the thing. Here's here, here's what's crazy about that. You can have a yacht. We can have anything we and want. a mansion by the by the by the beach. And the only reason I mention these things is because these are the things that I am. If 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 you meet me on the street and you ask me out <laughs> on for the date, if you ask me out on for a date, uh huh. I just want you to know this is a prerequisite. If you're not prepared to help me buy a boat that parks beside the house, you can forget about it. So, anyways, because that's a prerequisite. I've been saying that for years. So, anybody who knows me knows that the boat must be parked next to the house. We must be able to walk onto the Mm -hmm. boat. So, if you're not prepared to do all of those things to help me get that, forget about it. Forget about it because I'm going to go get it myself. But my point is, is that no matter who you are, what you are, you can have these things. You Mm -hmm. can have. The boat that's parked by the house. You can have the Maybach. You can have the Porsche. It does not require you to be an entertainer to do these things. You can be a successful investment banker. You could be a high-profile lawyer. You can be all of these things. You can be anything. You can make it big in tech, right? Absolutely. And and the boat can be parked by the house. (laughs) Like, it's true. I was always always told you are an all-star. That was I was that's what I was told. Mm-hmm. You are an all-star. You can do whatever you want to do. Don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do anything because you can. Mm-hmm. I tell my kids that. You're gonna be a millionaire one day. You speak it into the you speak it into right, the universe. But it's also it's also about what does that what does what does how is happiness defined by you? And I think that yeah, right now I, I agree with that. social media how things are moving in the social media world in entertainment because that's what we see on in the internet and the in and online mm-hmm. dictates to people who are not truly in tune with themselves right. what they feel is important or will make them happy. So let me tell you let me tell you about the boat that parked next to the house. Okay. All okay. Right. <laughs> it's not because I want to live this luxurious life. Let me tell right. you no, how this it. happened. I get it. I actually want my sailing license my sailing license. Okay. Like, I want to learn how to sail. So the boat I'm talking about is not a regular yacht. I want a sailboat okay. where you got to put up the sails and all that. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. I had an ex-boyfriend who was in love with fishing, and I went fishing with him. We 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 chartered boats. We went on, crack of dawn, right. all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed fishing. Right. So I get this bright idea to give him a Christmas present, and the Christmas present was sailing lessons right. because I didn't understand at the time the difference between a charter boat and a sailboat. Like he would he would rent charter well, boats. I don't know the difference, but go ahead. But here's the point. Uh-huh. So I got sailing lessons thinking that that was the same kind of boat, you know, because uh-huh. he said he wants to eventually get his license. Uh-huh. So we we I says, and you can take whoever you want, wink wink. So now he goes and he takes me. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes me and we get on the boat and we sail. And at that moment, that was probably one of the most peaceful experiences I've ever of your had. Life. Mm-hmm. Being on the water. Being able to control where I was at, mm-hmm. letting nature allow me to utilize it to to drive this boat. When I tell you I enjoyed that present more than he did, it was wow. like everything for me. You know, from that moment, mm-hmm. I have been seeking to get my sailing license since that day. So the reason why I require a sailboat is not because I want a whole bunch of money. I want to be rich. Right. I'm going to have to in order to support this boat. But mm-hmm. the boat. I understand that at any moment, if I need to go and just be one with 
with nature, if I need to go take a moment, if I need to go release my mind and, and just let my conscious be free, all of that, I know that I can find it out there on the water. Yep. That's why I require a sailboat. It's very peaceful on the water. It's very peaceful. And so that's the reason I want it. Not because I want to show off. So no. when you define what happiness is to you, mm-hmm. It might not be a million dollars. You might not need to be a millionaire in order to be happy. You might value the wife and the kids and the white picket fence, or you might value the bachelor pad, right. or you might value. So I think that the message to children and people coming up and coming into adulthood is what makes you happy. And if we define that, then it becomes more than just money. And yeah. then money can be actually looked at as a tool versus as something that completes your life. Right. Because well, if you're money depressed... Is, money then, is not everything. Right, it's not. But a lot of people don't understand that. So if you're depressed and you got $100 in the bank mm-hmm. and you have not addressed your depression, mm-hmm. no matter what you do and you become a millionaire, you will be a millionaire and depressed. Because you've never addressed the reason why you were depressed in the first place because money will not resolve that for you. I, I w- Children I, don't get that. No, they don't. Be, and, but it also goes back to who's raising them. Right. If you give them the game, then they could take the game and do whatever they want with it. Absolutely. Money only buys things. Right. Money does not buy happiness. Money is a tool. And you can use that tool to fuel what makes you happy. Absolutely. But I, there's millionaires and billionaires that are unhappy. Exactly. What's his name? Um, uh, The creator of World Star. I, com- I don't know the guy's name. He committed I, suicide a couple... Of, was it the creator of World Star or was it... No, it's not the creator of World Star. I, I'm, my facts are off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer's not here with the research internet. <laughs> um, there was Lighty. His last name is Lighty. Chris Lighty. Chris Lighty mm-hmm. was like... He was a manager. Violators. Right. Huge, right? Mm-hmm. Super successful. Mm-hmm. Had the perfect, quote unquote, life. Yep. And committed suicide, what, three or four years ago? Mm-hmm. And every And the entire industry was shocked. They were shocked. Completely shocked because right. nobody knew that he was actually depre- going through depression, that there was an issue because he was showing up every day doing his job, making people's careers happen. Yep. And the next day, you know, he's he's gone. Yeah. And, so, and that's the and that's another that's another thing what, that people de- de- um, suffer from depression and bipolar. You know what? And I would I think we need to save that for another episode. We should, we should. Because we mental health in the black community is a huge it's issue. Huge, it's a huge issue. And and but that it, gets uh, but, it, but it all, yep. all this other stuff, but it we all, won't go there today. No, we won't. But it all but it all stems from Parenting. the upbringing right. of these children. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know I what I mean? So I I think that we we definitely need to bridge the gap. I think more more people touching on this topic, more people touching on um, just connection, being okay with other people. You know, obviously there's a lot of crazy people in the world, so not everybody can be there to support your children. But when you have family that's willing mm-hmm. to step up and mm-hmm. be there and family can be chosen or blood blood, uh-huh. um, embrace that, you know, create that yeah. village yeah. around your children because that's that's what's important. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also, I also would encourage these younger adults um, to, to, if you have children, um, stand by them. Mm-hmm. Do not leave them to video games. Do not leave them to their phones. Because a lot of children now, they have phones that they, that they, I don't know what it is about the phone, but I can leave my phone home and I mm-hmm. won't have a problem. But 
these children, you know, I have a daughter and uh I tell her, listen, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take your phone, I'm gonna suspend your account. And she goes absolutely bananas. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the phone. Nah, it's 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 But virtual. I don't let her I don't let the, the phone raise my kids. Right, but I don't that, let the, the you internet gotta understand raise my the kids. phone is virtual recess. Okay? I get it. It's virtual recess. It's how but when kids it's connect. not recess when it's eight hours in. You're right. Six but, hours in. But think about it. When somebody, when you were in elementary school and somebody told you you messed up and you can't go to recess, what was your reaction? What? What I did can't I go do? To recess? Right. Exactly. You killing me, son. Right. I know I didn't mess up that bad. Yeah. I know I didn't mess but up. But you did. You, you can't take you recess did. away from me. You did. But right. that's the same reaction that these kids, because it's virtual it, recess. It's how it's, they connect with other children. It's how they socialize. Mm-hmm. You got to accept. But I think if we're going to fix the problem, we have to accept we that have to this accept. is that this is the new way. Tech is helping support your parent, parenting because it's a part of their daily lives. Mm-hmm. It's how they exist in school. They're existing in school with tech. Well, this is what they this is what they're using now. Right. It's so, not just the pencil and the pad no more. Right. It's not just that. So it's where they connect socially. It's where they do their homework. It's where how they connect with their teachers. This is the world that we're living in. So it's about finding the balance and mm-hmm. it's about understanding that this is kind of how they connect. So that's why she probably freaked out because whoever she's texting on Instagram or Snapchat <laughs> or whatever, now she goes, she goes, she better not be texting no goddamn right. She goes, she goes dark for 24, 24 hours. hours right. Her friends are like, what happened? What to happened? Her? Right. Oh my right. God. She better not. Right. <laughs> and, and my daughter's actually, she's a popular kid. Right. So they like, she right and she, she didn't snap something happened no you're on punishment right right <laughs> and, and 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 i i'm the i am the culprit okay <laughs> I, I i just don't play that game well that's fine I, I don't play that game and you know and i think it's because of the way that i was brought up and maybe i need to get out of that get out of that mode where but i don't think that i should no i mean I i'm mean, not saying i'm gonna have any more kids but i'm just saying I, I, no, you know, I think it's she's, not that. She's, I think she's, you, she's a preteen. I think you just need to kind of embrace the fact that this is the way the world communicates. Well, I think that's We're, her. That's her mom. Right, but this is also. <laughs> but <me>. I mean, <laughs> what? Uh, how old am I now? Uh, fifteen years ago, right? Fifteen years ago, if you were in school, computers were still like an option for yeah. like completing your work. Like it you was. could still hand in handwritten essays. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, but that's also, I mean, this is a whole nother piece of that. But that's why penmanship now is not as good as it used to be. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they took out, they took out um, right, cursive writing. Right, the emphasis on how you write is not as, because everything is on the computer. But yeah, how many but people that, you that's know what, can type? But that's what, that's what, listen, <laughs> my daughter classes. types better than me. There's typing classes in school. Typing classes are I took are typing classes, I failed because I couldn't see. But <laughs> that's besides right. the point. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But you know, so I, I so I think that we need to embrace that this is the world that we live in. Facebook is a part of our life now. Instagram is a part of our life. Snapchat mm-hmm. is a part of our life, and especially children. But why is, is it how. like that, though? Because what what happened? Is it, a lot of smart... are we the only country that's doing that? Nah, this is worldwide. It's, yeah, all, it's around the, the world. This is a whole world. This is just wow. where we are as as a culture, as a human collective. Mm-hmm. Technology always influences the next step, right? So before the car, your mode of travel was by horse or by your feet. Right. Right? So now, all over the world... I get it. I get it. You see what I'm saying? I get it. You're either using a horse and buggy or you're using your feet. Well, we still got Amish people over here. 
But they're still using horses. They are. Right? And they live in the old way. Right. They live in the old way, but they're choosing that, and they're and they're the minority. But once the car came into play, oh, okay, I could get places faster. Once, <laughs> once, <laughs> once President Eisenhower, you know, instituted the interstate mm-hmm. and built that across the country, oh, now I can use the car and drive between states faster. It's, it's, Technology always dictates the next step. So the next innovation puts us like you got Elon Musk and um, our boy uh, from Amazon. I'm sorry. His Jeff Bezos. They over here taking, you know, as we go into the corner store, they taking stops at Mars. There's going to be a moment where space travel is regular. There's going to be a moment where space travel is regular. I want to see that because I'm interested in that. But, But here's my point. Technology dictates the next step. Mm-hmm. When you have the elite, what is accessible to the elite mm-hmm. becomes accessible to the majority. Mm-hmm. That's the next step. Gotcha. Right. So, mm-hmm. for instance, and here's a great here's a a great way to do that. So I have a um I have a car, and um I love it. I'm not gonna say what kind of car it is, but a luxury vehicles feel different. Absolutely. They just feel different, right? I and just told you, I like nice cars. Yes, right. I like nice cars. And I used to have, I used to have a Ford. You know what I'm saying? Okay. There was no wrong it's with different, Ford. It's different, but yeah. You know, I was big because my family's a domestic family. We only buy domestic cars. Well, I've changed teams. But the point is, <laughs> but the point is, once I bought this luxury vehicle and yeah. I understood, wow, this is different. Like, like just the comfort the level of it. Of it the, the feel, feel of, it. of it. The drive of it. Right? And remember when GPSs were only available in luxury vehicles. Yep. Now mm-hmm. every vehicle, every even vehicle has even it. Chevy, even the ones that are domestically made, the economy cars, they all have GPSs. They all have GPS. Remember when only the luxury vehicles had the backup camera? Yep. Now all of the cars have backup camera. Once the whatever is accessible to the elite, once that becomes accessible to the majority, it dictates the next step in how we move as a culture. I agree. So technology right now, social media, the way it moves, mm-hmm. it's the next step. It was only available to college kids, Facebook, when it came out. I remember. When it became accessible to everybody else. Right. Oh, shoot. All right. But 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 does that say that does that say that we have to leave that up to to actually raising our children. No, no. I think that that is, I think that's every individual parent's decision to understand mm-hmm. how this works, how this actually affects their children, and then put those parameters in place because cyberbullying is the new bully. That's right. That's, in, that's if, if insane, I bash you but on okay. Instagram and talk about you on Instagram <laughs> and take pictures of you in embarrassing moments, you've got kids of 10, 11, and 12 right. committing suicide. Over 20 years ago, that, that didn't 10-year-olds are not committing suicide. That didn't, that didn't exist. Right? That's insane. It's like, yo, listen. Oh, you trying to play me? Oh, yeah. Me, we me out, me we me outside the in the parking lot, my man. Three <laughs> o'clock. It's on. That's right? But think about this. Because of social media, mm-hmm. you get to hear about the kids that are killing themselves. Yeah. Right. right. There were kids that were killing themselves at that time. Mm-hmm. True. More visibility. More visibility. Mm-hmm. You're right. Literally, the visibility. Mm-hmm. And right. Absolutely. You know what all of this reminds me of? The movie that Angela Bassett played in. Which one? 
There's many. Uh, there is, but it was just one. I want to say it was uh, Dark Days, Cold Nights, or something <gasps> like that. Oh, I know what you're talking about with Ray Fiennes in it. Yes. And um. Yes, yes. and they were put on a virtual thing, and he would days? see Strange Days. Strange Days. There you go. That was a good movie. It was a great movie. Sorry, had to have a no. A, it was a, a, a moment to no, appreciate no, no, that no, film. No, 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 no. Strange, really strange, strange days. There you go. Strange days was, and a it reminds movie. me of the virtual. Remember, it was like he yes. would see murders and all this other and stuff. And how people used to start getting addicted to doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that 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 kind of brings home my point that technology, the, the evolution of technology, dictates how the culture will react. Yeah, and how the culture actually experiences life. Right. So. I remember days without cell phones. Like I remember, and and I'm saying that, and it makes me sound old, but I'm actually not old. No, it's just you're not. that cell phones have not been out that long. No, but they you know were though. Saying? They were. They were out. I mean, we just didn't have the, the accessi- accessibility that we have that's now. That's my point. My grandmother had a cell phone. Remember, I told you she was an exec. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a cell phone growing up? No, I didn't get my cell phone until I was in college. I did too. I I didn't get my cell phone. And it was ugly. I was. It was so ugly. I got clowned so bad for it. I, I actually had somebody get mine. And I had a cell phone since I was twelve years old. No, I didn't have a cell phone. Wow. Nah. No. I had one from my mother. Oh, you were that kid. Wow. My mom and my dad, like my dad worked and like and then my mom uh-huh. worked. So I was like, I was a, a bus like kid. So I, I did all the like. The and you had to make sure that you told him. So yeah. And when I moved, I already had a phone. But then when I moved with my dad, my dad got me a phone. Got so you. Got so you. ended up with two. So it was just like. Yeah, and you was the fly guy. You was the fly guy yeah. in school. Yeah. You had a you had a you had a car was, in high school. No, there was one kid in school. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yo, he was the fly guy. He's an exception. Cause there was that one kid in our high school who had like the two way, a cell phone, a beeper, and he had them all strapped to us. But I said, "What are you doing? You have no business. Word. Like you, like your business Word. is to be a student. It's his parents' business. There's no way in hell you need all those devices to communicate with the people that the you two-way, see. Two way though, the Motorola two way. He had Get everything. The fuck out he had here. all the different things <laughs> on his belt, and he was a couple of years ahead of me. And I was like. Yo, whoever you're texting, you're about to see them in class. Like, Straight up. It doesn't make any sense what you're doing right now. Like, right. so stupid. But ah. I remember not having a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And I was like, and, and you're right. Cell phones have been out for a long time. They have uh, forever. My grandmother. We just wasn't, we wasn't accepted. Because she was a VP, yeah, we had to have the money for it. Because remember, you had to pay per minute. Absolutely. So because she was a VP, the all the all the execs got cell phones. And mm-hmm. I remember one time we had to go to um down south for vacation and she brought the cell phone with her, even though she she definitely does not work on vacation. But they had her bring the cell phone. This thing had its own case, it had a battery pack, it was like in its own little suitcase. It like yes, it was humongous. And when it rang, all she did was say, I told y'all I was on vacation and hung up. Now granted, what? Yeah. She First and foremost, you don't play with my grandmother when she's on vacation. <laughs> That's She don't it. even want to hear from you. That's it. That's it. She told them people, she told the whole department, she says, I'm going on vacation. And she's the sweetest person, never raised her voice. She says, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> if any, Here are my numbers. But if anybody contacts me when I'm on vacation, just know I will fire you when I get back. Jeez. Figure it out. And if you mess up, we'll fix it together when I return. But I'm on vacation. When Hello. I tell you nobody contacted her, 
ever. Because she meant business. She because not only was she supportive, but she needed to un, she needed people to understand you need to respect my space. Mm-hmm. But she also did that in kind with her employees. Mm-hmm. So when they went on vacation, right. nobody was to contact them. You go take your time and rest. Right. But once again, that's coming from a very old school place. That's coming from a respect people, no matter who they are, no matter what they are, you know, what they do. And I think, once again, that comes in coming back from how people are raised. Yeah, so I think is. that's something that we just need it to is. connect. Yeah, yeah. And the community can do that. You know, the black community can definitely, and I think it's already happening. You're starting to see that, you know, the visibility of things, of, of people really moving in a different space where they, they're moving. They they don't. You know, they're moving towards a more positive, more healthy space of raising children and showing um, children more positive imagery of our community. I think that that's a good thing. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to touch on that because it's like, you know, and I wanted to, I wanted to help educate or try to educate and put it out there that, listen, you're not alone. You're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I mean, and it, it takes a village to raise a family. Absolutely, um, whatever neighborhood you're in, and you, maybe you want to knock on your door, neighbor's door and ask him. You know what I mean? You know, back in the day, they used to they they would cook for you. Mm-hmm. You know, what true. I mean? You were a new person in the neighborhood; they would cook for you. And you know, my grandma was big on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean, she had neighbors. She had a neighbor for years, Spanish lady. Then and there was another Spanish lady, but everybody in the neighborhood got along. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You might catch a fight here and I fought a couple of people here and there. You know what I'm saying? It's my a bat. Out of control. I got in trouble for it. I got in trouble for control. it. But it was because they was messing with my, my sister or my brother. And they were younger than me. And everybody's tough. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's tough. But, but when that person told my grandmother, not only did I get it from them, I got it from my grandmother too. Yeah. And I was on punishment for two weeks. And that's another thing. These you kids don't what? even get on punishment. Punishment is worse than a beating. I'm trying to tell you. Man, your I'm trying whole to tell life you. stops for it however long for that punishment is. For two weeks. For real. Yeah, you sound like my brother. Because punishment, punishment is terrible, yo. Word. You got to stay in your room. No gadgets. No nothing. You want me to take all your shit? Or you want me to whoop your ass? The word. Like, whoop my ass. Word. <laughs> take, you took yo, the slave way out. <laughs> Punishment was Word. horrible. I used to get both. I would get the whooping. That was the that was the that was the I used beginning to get of the too. punishment. That that there was sh- no options for me. The whooping designated this is the beginning of the punishment. Straight up. Like this is just part of there's it. There's no options. It, no options. Whoop first, punishment right after. Straight it up. starts as soon as you're done getting whooped. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's yo, and you in your room. You're in your oh room. Oh my God, I used to hate it. I used to of go course. stir crazy. Uh, don't even look out the window. Or if yo. you did, you was just and you was just Pretty much teasing. I didn't yourself. realize I could have I could have gotten through all of that if I just would went to sleep. If I would have just went to sleep, I would have been fine. But I never was that smart is enough to too figure funny. that out. <laughs> clean, you smart how many how many, how many times out. did you clean your room in one day? Yo, <laughs> I'm over here peeking. I'm I'm opening the door, peeking to see what my sister and brother are doing. <laughs> talking to them while they while they walk by my door. How you doing? What's going on? <laughs> Straight catch. What's happening? What's happening in the kitchen? <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, yo, and then and then of course you on punishment. You're like a leopard. I can't talk to you, Chris. Yes, you can. Like, what are you talking about? No, I just as long as I don't pass, as long as I don't pass this threshold, I'm good. Like, we can talk. You can word. stay here from just stand on that side of the hallway. And we that, can talk. Not let it. Don't let it be the summertime. You oh, can forget about man. it. Oh my. <laughs> 
Oh, oh shit. no. <laughs> she wanna say shit. She just summer, summer. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, you was, terrible. you was being tortured. <laughs> <laughs> Were that's the this is a three three right three months of captivity. Yo, that's that is hilarious. too funny. <laughs> and as but, you get older, the punishments got longer. Absolutely, because you oh knew better. God. Because you knew better. You knew better. You knew. You and knew it was better. just, I did it again. And my father was like, Christina, you did this again. I, and in my head, because I would never say it out loud. I just thought this time I could get away with it. <laughs> and I would never, you know, try another scenario. You know, I'm trying to do this. So maybe if I did it like that, I would not get caught. My behind was always getting caught. My sister and brother learned nothing. Because when I went to college, I come home, these fools on punishment <laughs> for the same stuff. I said, have you, have you learned nothing? <laughs> have you learned nothing? That is too funny. But that's so true. Because and- you know what? They did it. They did not learn. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't learn. That's why. Listen, we was, we like, was three some... prisoners in the crib. I'm straight yo, up. Yo, what you doing? Yo, I you say, better not look out that door. Yo, y'all learn nothing. Nope. And y'all clowning me when I was Listen, on punishment. I'm gonna tell I you. Talk to you. I'm gonna tell you straight up. I used to get on punishment. My aunt used to go to work because she was the one to put me on punishment. Uh-huh. She came home. I was outside. I know you ain't outside. Yo, I used to do that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. And it started a whole new punishment. Oh man! <laughs> yes, the but, extension. Exactly. The extension mm-hmm. of punishment was horrible. So you, you spent the whole July in the house. Oh my god! I'm telling <laughs> no you. <laughs> Straight torture. Straight torture. Oh my, yo, I that feel like that funny. is every black kid's experience on punishment. It is. It, it was like, it was the ass woman and then it was the punishment. Oh, man, like, that's God, terrible. Damn, you get a double whammy. Yo. And then I had a cousin who used to laugh at us. Oh, no. And he... And he didn't just laugh. He used to like hilariously laugh. So you laugh with him, but you laughing at yourself? Like... <laughs> Bro, you was a dumb motherfucker. This nigga's laughing at you. Yo. <laughs> uh-huh. That's funny. What? Oh, sure. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, my, my, my cousin was my cousin, look, my cousin was 16 and he was like 6'2. So they was they wasn't beating his ass. I think <laughs> he was getting it. Sixteen to well, even when we was men, they were trying to knock us down. Wow, that's crazy! That's tough. That's tough love, though. That's that's a hundred, though. Yeah, that is. That's a hundred, though. I'm and that's and that's where that's what I'm talking about. There's no tough love, man. These kind these people are soft, man. The I used to be r- fighting back. They be fighting the mother. Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, that or didn't or the, back. or the kids <laughs> that didn't or the happen kids. back in the day. What? It's or, over. Or, your or, life is over. Right. Or not your end your sentence with sir or ma'am. And then the kids, right. And then the kids over here, you know, because even I've, once you got yeah and nah out your vocabulary and it was yes and no, it still had to be completed with sir or ma'am. Or, or what? You know what I'm saying? What? Yes, what? what? Yes, oh, what? Yes is yes, yes, not what? Yes, ma'am. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like off rip. But here's the crazy part. They also hitting and they also scrapping with their teachers in school. What you put? You, you ain't see this? Oh, yeah, this is nah. this is consistent. This has been like the that's last ridiculous. ten years. 
kids putting their hands on their teachers. Wow. Kids are out here going toe-to-toe, I'm so fighting sorry. their teachers. I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, this is real. I'm so happy I'm not experiencing this in school because this is madness. Like, now, granted, some I believe some of these teachers go a little left, and some of them are incredibly disrespectful. Mm-hmm. In what regard are they being disrespectful when school doesn't end child up and there's kids acting out and you don't know if your parents are your life? That's true. So I could I could hear that. Life. That's true. I, I think about that too. Yeah. That's true. Like they they fighting for their life because they don't know what's gonna happen. Right. And then you have the 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 parent with the blind eye who my kid can do oh, no not wrong. My son. Yes, yeah, your son. Your son, your son motherfucker. Your yeah, son your did son that up. junk. And Definitely. He right after you, probably. Definitely. Or his dumbass daddy. The daddy you ain't love him each. No, <laughs> oh, so, oh, so y'all hit it with that. Nah, it's a hundred though. It's a hundred. You know what? So you know, I I feel like we need to kind of move it to our next um our next story. And the thing about that is, is that the Grammys was this past weekend, right? And my whole thing right now is the Grammys had some some pretty good highlights, right? Yeah. But who were we missing from the Grammys? Like, who did you want to see at the Grammys that wasn't there or? Didn't get any recognition. Or who do you miss? Whose music do you miss? Outcast. Outcast. Um, we see Big Boy a lot. He's in movies. Yeah, he's transitioned. You know. He's transitioned into a new role in the entertainment yeah, industry. Yeah. But I'm we we're we're trying to figure out, and I'm trying to figure out myself, and I actually feel like he's missing from the from the rap scene. Um, the music scene, period, because I think he was just more than hip hop. Mm-hmm. He was he was a he was an a music icon, and this is I'm talking about Andre three thousand, three stacks. Um, I, th- I I I thought about this, and I'm like, yeah, you know, we can we can have our Nas's who he's dropping albums, and, and that's great. Um. Then I, I I ran across the song, the uh, life of the party mm, from Ka- Donda. From Donda, Kanye. Right. It's after hours at that glamorous night spot, and you're taking it easy, swapping personal experiences. Let's listen in America today. Life of the party. Hey, Miss Donda, you're running to my mama, please tell her I said say something. I'm starting to believe ain't no such thing as heaven's trumpets. No after over, this is it done. If there's a heaven, you would think they let you speak to your son. Maybe she has in the form of a baby's laugh. I heard passing by in a stroller reminding me, hey, keep rolling. Oh, no. Maybe she has with the prick of a blade of grass. I've been laying on way too long. Got me itchy. Got up and roamed a little more. Miss Donda, you see my mama. Tell her I'm lost. You see, she'd always light a cigarette. we talk. I would cough. 
Exaggerating a little bit so she get the point Trying to get her to stop smoking I would lead and fire up a joint till I quit Started back up again 20 years later all that time Y'all thought a nigga was And I didn't realize that it was on the deluxe version Because it wasn't, it wasn't on the, the actual uh, the, the album So when did you hear this song? Like just recently? Uh, did you no, I heard, it I, heard it, I heard it a little while ago But I had to go back and listen mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo Andre did his thing on this record and that was what? That well, was 2021, right? Yeah, it was, last, it was year. last year. Well, here's the thing about... Um, here's the thing about Andre 3000. One, yes, I totally agree with you, and I I share your sentiment that I'm missing him in the music scene. Yo, he, he's, he's, like, he's like, he's dope to me. He's super dope. But I think that um, he had to bow out. I think... Once you get, cause think about it. What was uh the speaker box in the love below? Mm -hmm. One was, of the dopest albums. I, I love that fucking album. First of double sided, right? Double, double yep, album, double, double CD. So one one you're hitting us with almost forty songs. Mm -hmm. of music. Oh no, it was forty songs. Yeah. Yep. And both experiences were so unique. Oh my god! And um, I remember having the actual album, like the two CDs, and and um. Speaker Box was like this incredible southern heavy bass, heavy bass, yep. experience. Like I, I should have been in a car that could jump because that's what I felt like when I was listening to Speaker Box. And then you get the love below, and it's like I can't even classify it. It yeah. was, it was like yeah. some out of world. So here, beautifulness. So here, here's what happened with 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 that. They felt like I mean, well, I maybe it was just the what how they did it. But I remember um, the Source magazine and mm -hmm. uh, 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 at Double XL, um, they were asking, and it was the question like, did they actually go their separate ways? And no. it's like, no, no, they did this. Because they wanted to show their diversity. Mm -hmm. They wanted to show their their art. They wanted to, and to me, to be quite honest with you, I listen to the Love Below more than I listen to Speaker Box. Yeah. Uh, the Love uh, Below, yeah. it gave I me this feeling like what? This was two thousand and three. Well, Broadway, really, the Love Below, Mr. New York. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you was on that. I was, I was on the heavy. Wave, you, know, you know what I mean? So I was like, yo, did you? Did it you, was smoking. Did you it, turn it up? When you I were did, I, and I had, I had my 15s in the back. You know what I'm saying okay, with, my, with okay. my, with my, you know what I'm saying with my amp and all that, right. and it was doom. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, yo, this is fire. The hey y'all, and when it got to hey y'all, I was like, yo, this is smoke. And it was the first time I heard it, mm -hmm. and I was like, yo. Is he on this by himself? But he was. And you seen a video? But he was channeling so many different genres. He was channeling. He gave uh, it was soul a, it was and emotion. funk and it, it was, was emotion. Pop, and it was beautiful. Speaker box was dope though. Everybody do. I mean, the joint with Sleepy Brown was dope too. Yeah, brown is fuck. Yeah, doom. Joint with Sleepy Brown. Yeah, I like the way. Yeah, that shit was fire. Oh my god, that shit was fire. I like the way you. That was like on 106 and Park. That was the number one video for months. Hey y'all, of course, of course. I like the way you move. Was amazing. Now, 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 amazing song. Now, were they were they still in the Dungeon Family? 
Yeah. Oh, they were. I don't think okay. they, they, they never left. They, never left. they were okay. just the most popular. Yeah. They were yeah. just the most popular. Um, because uh, who, who was it? Uh, uh, CeeLo Green. Green. Yeah. But then they did. Goody Mob. Goody Mob. Right. Yeah. But then they did Idlewild after that. And oh, I think. Yeah. 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 Idlewild was the movie. And the movie. But then they do the soundtrack. Too much sense. They did the soundtrack. Got you. The movie. The plot was loose. And I think it's just the nostalgia. Have you it no, I haven't. No, I, haven't. I probably I will. Yeah. It yeah. It's weird because like when you look at the things that like have like in the artist, like the, the form of like the artistry yeah. back then and it being so ahead of its time, it does not make any sense. Go back and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. It's crazy because when you look at it, you'd be like, yo, none of this makes any sense. What are they talking about? You and, you know what's crazy? I feel like out of while you out of while was reminiscent for me. Like Smooth Criminal. I remember when my father sat yeah. me down and made me watch Smooth yep. Criminal. Yep. And it was like Smooth Criminal was just this really cool music video. Once again, made no sense because there it was, was like space 30 at, minutes. It was like a, it, it was like a mini there was film. Space you at the ends. It is Afrofuturism. You're right. You're right. Right. Oh my God. Right. But Idlewild channeled Smooth Criminal for me. And it was like this this beautiful adoration for the beauty of this time and, and you know, this kind of 20s feeling. Because the 20s, the 1920s were a place where, you know, the Black community was really able to flourish, not only right, financially, right, right. but also in style and in music. And, and, oh, my God, the Renaissance was during that time. Creatively, that was like a creative... Like explosion. <laughs> the finger waves, boy. The finger waves. The finger waves. <laughs> but I think you're right. 3,000 is missed in this industry. Listen. And you know what? There's a group right now that's out uh-huh. called Earth Gang. Okay. And I feel like I Earth Gang channels their energy. You really? gotta, you Where they from? gotta hear them. Are they from ATL? They're from, they're from the, yeah, they're from the ATL, really? I believe. I they're from down south. So they, Earth Gang is amazing. Yeah, we need to find out because I. I they're signed. It, oh, really? They're yeah. signed, but wow. they're dope. But they channel that first. They're a duo, right? They're a duo. They'll be. They'll actually be here in in uh, okay. New Haven in May. Yeah, they really. Got a really good. Like they, they got, got a good following. Show. Oh, they're yeah. they have a niche. They have a niche. Yeah, they're from Atlanta. That's great. And they're a duo, just like Outkast, but they channel this wonderful creative energy. Now, what does it? Did you hear any any other oh, stuff? Oh yeah. Does it sound like Dungeon Family? It's not. The it's same. not. Okay. It's not the same music. Okay. They got their own vibe. Okay. You gotta watch their visuals. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. Visuals are very powerful. Got gotcha. you. So their visuals go with the music. Got gotcha. you. Everything coincides. Mm-hmm. Like as far as like black visuals go. Yeah. We don't really like. We haven't been doing the same thing that we've been doing as far as visuals are concerned. Like okay. Everybody's been hitting like the traditional box video mm-hmm. with the black and white right. and the same edits. Nobody's really going into their spaces, their hoods, or where they've grown up and like setting a scene. Right, right, right. Like, okay. we talking about Andre. I'm sorry, but set the scene. No, I get it. No. Degrees. 100, 100, yeah. Like, that's literally, that was one of, that's one of my favorite verses that he started off with because he's literally, Yo. when he said that, he's like letting niggas know like, this is what I do. I'm a storyteller. I'm setting up for you to listen. And and and, and right. And and is I feel I feel like he he gives me that slick rick feel. Oh yeah. Although he's not with he's his not. voice. With that, You're talking about the 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 melody of he his has, voice. He has he has a melody he, he has a melotone. Yo, it's it, it's crazy. You know because he's he's, he's his, his 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 is melodic. You're talking about his mu- musicality. 
Yeah. The fact that he takes this musicality way beyond the track that he's on and he brings it into his in his in his actual vocals. So the song that does it for me is Greenlight with John Legend. Okay. I know that whole verse by heart because wow. it's so entertaining. Uh-huh. It's like and he and he's messing with his vocals throughout the verse, and it's just like, but that's Damn, what he does. This, this nigga that's what right he does. Here is that's what he dope. does. Like but, you, like like I said, you got Big Boy. Yeah, Big Boy's dope. Big Boy is. But dope. when you get to three thousand, it's like, yo, and the what the fuck is he them, doing? The combination and then the combination is ridiculous. It's amazing. It's ridiculous because you got you don't have just one lane. You you can go you can go wherever with it. Yeah, it's too many. You're right. And, and it's like Big Boy was even like dabbling in EDM. Yeah, yeah, he, he was. was. Yeah. He was. So. Having duos like that that are so connected, and I think that this actually brings us to our early conversation about authenticity. Uh Once you become so, so connected to who you are authentically, it's like you can't be denied from whatever success is in front of you. You know, and and they just really, and I think they were always there, but I think once they hit the love below in the speaker box, I think they just said, "Listen, this is us. This they, is what we." They look took like. off. They took off from there. From ATL, from AT aliens, I think AT aliens was just too. Not a lot of p- people got it because nobody has heard anything. It was like southern. AT it aliens. was southern hip hop. It was, but it was beyond southern hip hop because that, I, if anything, I think that was futuristic that more, was. It was. more so than more but, so but than they, but the they, love below in but speaker they brought, box. With AT Aliens, I feel like they brought the South to a whole nother level. Right, but a lot of people didn't embrace it, so they ended up being the only people in that space. Yeah, well, they were they were you know in their mean? own they were in their Absolutely. own lane. Absolutely, you couldn't touch them. Yeah, you couldn't touch them. You know, and I think you bringing them up, I t- I truly miss music like that. I miss artists like that. Yeah, um, Doja Cat, I think. Um, her her album that she released that she won a Grammy for one of the um songs Planet Her gives you that feeling. She's unique in wow. the way she looks at music, uh-huh. in the way that she delivers it. Um, she's obviously she's very pretty woman. She's young. She's vivacious. All this great stuff, but her music is like uniquely her. Well, people don't give her music a chance, and then I feel like a lot of urban folks don't give her music a chance. Mm-hmm. People don't know that Doja Cat can rap. Yes. Really? Telling people. So yeah. Next time, so this is how I get people to listen to her. Because they be like, oh, some of the songs. I'm like, bro. I'm like, fuck everything else that you hear. I'm right. Because like, you'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Because it's literally, like you said, it's about the musicality. I'm like, don't listen to all of the airy shit that you hear in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Listen to the song. When, like, or when she gets to the part where she right starts to rap. she starts rapping, I was like, pay attention and listen to the shit she's saying when she starts rapping. I was like, then get into the full body of the song. I was like, because the rap is the meat. Right. Well, here's, like I said, the rest of everything that she gives you right. is literally like a nice little but if you, size. But if you listen she to it off rip, but here's the thing. She's doing, she's doing yeah. her own rap breaks. That's something that you would actually leave in place for a feature. For a feature, right. She, ha- you know what? Most she of her doing. album, she doesn't have to actually, she doesn't need any features if she doesn't want to because she, she can do her own rap break. Wow. Who does that? Who started that? Missy. Missy who Elliott, Timbaland. Nah, who cultivated? Who, who you who it? you think? Nah, who, who made it a lane? You tell me. Missy started. Missy, Missy yeah. started. Missy started. Missy started it. Yeah, Nicki Minaj. Oh, Nicki Minaj. Okay. You, 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 yeah. You, oh yeah, right, right, right. Rapping and singing on her own. Uh, that's right, true. right. True. That's true. That's true. She pioneered that. Missy, Missy though is the one who's her own rap. Did that shit? Doja Cat perfected it. Listen to her album. Yeah, Planet Her is Planet Her is 
fire. And mm. it's still on the top 200s. Right. She still has a couple of songs in the top 100. Um, Doja Cat is dope, but she won. Her and SZA won. Best um, R&B duo. Best R&B duo. And right. she was so emotional during her acceptance speech. Mostly because what I think is she was humbled. You know what I mean? Because usually when you hear her interview, she seems very confident, very in control of what she understands her narrative is. And I think she's just out here being her and doing her. Mm-hmm. And then her winning a grip, it's like, wow. It was her being validated. Right. been calling her weird and all these other things for years. And right. like, yo, I'm like, she's just like, I said, she was one of those black girls that like the black girls that are misrepresented, the black mm-hmm. girls that we talk about. Right. right. Like, oh, well, just because she doesn't look black, but I'm like, that's still a black woman. Right. right? And she's right. still going through black things. And Absolutely. Black Absolutely. So you can't negate that or take that from her. So it's like, yeah, people validating her and her being like. It was uh, actually the pop duo. Pop duo. Group was yeah. even, which is even bigger because you have two, two black, black women winning the pop duo Grammy. That's even bigger because Kiss Me More, which is dope. I love the, when I listened to Planet Her, when it came out, I had to like, I had to sit back and go, oh my God, this is dope. Because yeah. I listened to the, um, the one before it, Think Pink. Uh, yeah, it's hot pink. Hot pink. Yeah. Hot pink. And I listened to hot pink, and it was cool. Like it was, it was cool. And I was like, okay, yeah, I like hot it. Pink ain't like Planet Her. No, yeah. but Planet Her is like, I feel like that's who Doja Cat is. And somebody said, okay, go ahead, because Planet Her is dope. But anyways, that's like definitely a highlight. You know, her acceptance, her understanding that you know, yo, people appreciate what you're bringing to the table, and then the fact that it's a pop duo performance yeah. Grammy is yep. amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, I know that the Nas performance was really the highlight. Mr. Icon himself. Mr. Nas. Nasir Jones. Yeah. What did you think of the performance? Uh, it was dope. It was dope. For number one, I, I just want to say this for the record. I'm happy that he was able to Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy that he was able to 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 channel his 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 older stuff and go right into his newer stuff mm-hmm. and people still related to what he was doing mm-hmm. from Illmatic all the way up until his King's Disease. Mm. Rare, rare. First of all, I was listening to that album today. I was like, "Yo, this King's Disease dude was dope." I'm sorry. It, it, it's just like I don't listen to too many to too many of the newer artists, but if I can go and reach in and listen to an iconic artist like from the 90s into the 2000s like Nas, that that makes me feel some kind of way. It makes me feel like we still have it. We still have, we're still holding on to what, what we thought we lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking at the performance and I'm like, yo... Nas did his fucking thing. Wow. And then with the live music behind it, that shit made it even more dope. Yeah. I, I think I think certain artists just and and you know, 
I love his style right now. His style is so dope. I love the suit. And it's, you know, it's nice to see an artist kind of grow up and embrace who they are as a mature artist. I hate, you know what kills me when I see older artists trying to still be 25? It's like, dude, <laughs> I, I respect Pull your pants you. Up. Pull your I'm, pants not, up. I'm not talking about nobody in particular. <laughs> no, you, I get it. No, you I... all have seen the guy who's like 60 at the family reunion. Uh-huh. And he is wearing uh-huh. something that, it, it, you know, his pot belly sticking out of the shirt. Like, it just don't work. It's just yeah, a word. It's like, like you got a little little belly shirt on. Yeah, he got you know. It's like, dude, you don't gotta <laughs> impress nobody. We no, understand who you are, and it's like it's okay to embrace your maturity. It's okay to embrace your 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 evolution, and evolution comes with time. So if you don't honor that, yeah. then you're saying being however old you are uh-huh. isn't a good thing. Right. The fact that you've gotten to the point where you're 45 or 50, one. God bless, because not a lot of people are making it even that far. That's and true. then two, embrace who that person is in that moment. Because your 45 self is not your 25-year-old self. Hell no. And in my opinion, I women are sexier when they're older because they don't take no shit. Yep. Women are so yep. sexy when they're in their 40s because they know exactly what they want, exactly mm-hmm. what they're not going to deal with. Because they, they don't, don't got done, time to mince words with, with you. Bullshit. They're done, they're done with the with BS the with you. They done already been through it. Listen, if you ain't gonna come correct, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And, I'm it, and there's no energy behind it. It's more of I'm protecting my space and I know who I am and and that's all that there is. There's no attitude to this. I just not gonna deal with this anymore. True. Or you know what? Not going to engage and moving forward. And I just feel like. M- Older men in entertainment, especially in hip-hop, just need to embrace it. And so seeing Nas in a two-piece, beautiful, double-breasted suit right. performing hip-hop is amazing. Yeah. You know who really embraces yep. it? And it yep. made me think about it. Who? You just said it. Busta. Busta yeah. Rhymes. Hell yeah. Busta embraces it. He does. He embraces, like, the way he looks. He embraces just, like, yeah, he does. But you, moves and fucks. He know, but you know what he does? He still fucking he's eats nasty, records. Yo. He he's kills nasty. records. Yes. He kills fucking records. Yeah. And, you, and can't, his, you, can't de- you can't deny him anything. But, but here's the thing. that I think that's kind of, like, the theme of this whole show is just authenticity. Because, to be fair... He understands that just because he's gotten older doesn't diminish his talent. It Absolutely not. It. it only enhances it Enhance because it. you have more knowledge, more wisdom. You have more stuff to talk about. He's wine. Right. He's fucking exactly. wine. Exactly. So seeing Nas on stage in that beautiful, that suit was gorgeous. That shit was dope. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And he had his hair all, you know. Yeah, he had his he's growing his hair out. Like, dude, you look know I mean? dope. But you know what? Yeah, you know, he's another one that just, and that, that He's in that. He's in that team. He's in that group. You know what I mean? That like he just looked that way. You know what I'm saying? That like can't be touched. He got That's another. He swag, got another. Yo. He got another 10, 15 years. Yeah, on. exactly. If he chooses to, because he yeah, doesn't have to. Because he don't have to. He doesn't have to. Have and to. I think when you're in a space where you can create when you want, versus because you have to, because right. I think there's a different. I think there's a different understanding of your of your talent at that moment, right? Uh-huh. Younger artists are very hungry. They got to make the money. They got to do this. They got to do that. They got to build their clout. And when you're an older artist who overly understands who they are, you've created your fan base, mm-hmm. you have this opportunity to experiment in ways because your fan base is going to give you a chance, right? I think Kanye West is a complete example of that because, right. you know, the first three albums were... This is who I am, right? And and he was his grind was impeccable. And if anybody hasn't seen the documentary Genius on Netflix, you need to go watch that. And whatever your opinion is of Kanye West right now, you need to go watch this documentary because it will put you in a whole different perspective when you listen to him now. Uh-huh. 
But I love it because after graduation, it's like he said, okay, I've completed that, that thought. Okay. And the next thing you get is 808s and Heartbreaks, which by is one of my actual favorite albums from him. 808s and Heartbreaks. You like that album? That's my favorite kind of 808s and Heartbreaks is freaking sick. You like that. Oh my God. It's I could, so I, I good. I honestly couldn't get past it's the auto tune so on the album. You gotta just let it. Just let just let it flow. You gotta let it flow over you because it's an experience. You'll like it now because that's what it sounds like. That's what that's what music sounds like. He was so far ahead. Everybody went sick, including Jay. Everybody went sick on him about the way that album sounded. Yep, like it sounded sonically. Literally today, that's exactly that's exactly what they're doing. He's so far ahead. That's um the the eight boogies with the hoodie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, pretty much, pretty much, exactly. Cause I heard I that's heard something with with a boogie. That's like that's all of these young rappers they yeah. rap that way. They sing yeah. on these songs with auto tune, and it's just a different vibe. And, and I, I hate to say it, uh-huh. it's, it's still not as good as eight oh eight heartbreaks. Cause uh, eight oh eight heartbreaks not, is but, uh, well production the production on it. Oh, you well, know he did it himself. Getting it. But my point is is that once you have your fan base, once you have your dedicated fan base. Your fans who understand your music and can connect to you, you have this opportunity to like just go ahead and do you. Yeah. And so when you got that opportunity to just go ahead and do you, you experiment, you dig a little deeper because now you've got 808 heartbreaks, you got Yeezus, and then you get to, um, I'm sorry, in there I, I missed one. Um, my dark twisted fantasy, fantasy. fantasy. Yep. King. Oh yep. my God! Yep. Yo, he he just let off. He just yeah. he just kept evolving and kept evolving and just and he was always bringing something fresh and a fresh perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like when people embrace their age and embrace kind of their uh, evolution in life, right. if you allow yourself to embrace it, it enhances your music. Right. No, because arguably so, Nas, like you Nas. said before, we started recording. Yo, Nas is having this like resurgence beautifulness right now. Like, he is. He's resurging. People and are accepting him. I always wonder. Younger kids are listening to him. They are. And I'm trying to figure out what because I'm, I'm I'm checking something out and I'm like, what happened to Ill Will Records? It what, did it, did it just turn into Mass Appeal? Did he just dissolve? So Mass Ill Will Appeal, Records? yeah. So Mass Appeal is the is the label. Is the label now? Yes, it, it Got is you. the label. Okay. So and everything he's releasing through his label. So it's Mass Appeal, right? And Got all you. the artists on Mass Appeal. Like you gotta really go through. So the it sounds like it, I think he probably took some pointers from Jay and right <laughs> and went ahead and did. You know what well, I mean? he with, is with the, he is the beef. largest artist on that that label. All the artists that Nas. he's picked up, yeah. On but all the artists because I know he had a, he has he has a few artists. He has a few artists on it, and they're all really cool. Like they're unique in their own right. Mm-hmm. And um, the one I heard the most was Davies. Right, but you know you got to kind of just delve into it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like yeah. you just got to give it an opportunity gotta, to just check, kind of absorb it, it. Yeah, and I think that that's what's really cool about that. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. And and I feel I feel like you know Nas just never lost his cool, man. He never lost his cool. He stayed humble. He stayed graceful in in his in his in his work, and he just made everything like. Yo, I'm not changing. I'm gonna do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I said before, you know what I'm saying in, in in an earlier episode where I felt like he was um trying to communicate with the, the younger crowd, mm-hmm. and you kind of like made it made it out to you know to 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 say, listen, not nah, that's not what he's doing, but but if you want to look at it in that light, 
it, it, it may seem like that, but it's only to connect with the younger crowd. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I'm, I have it. When I first heard Nas, um, it was halftime. Mm-hmm. I had the single. I actually rapped on the on the instrumental. Um, this when they were selling single single cassette tapes. You know, <laughs> yeah, side B, right? Yeah, right. So you know what I'm saying. It was like, yo, me and my man, we had a, we had a, we had a, um, God rest his soul. He, um, he got murdered, or whatever. Um, but um, we had a, we had a group called Murder One, mm-hmm. and he put me on the Nas, and I'm like, it's halftime, da, 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 da. and I'm listening to this joint, and I'm like, this is dope. But wait, but where's he going with it? And I never, and after that, I never even listened to Nas. I didn't listen to Illmatic. Oh wow! I went straight. I went straight to. Um, I went to the. I went straight to the Street Dreams album. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. it, it, yeah. The ninety. That's because that era in nineties. I was really into a lot of. You know, what I'm saying negativity. You know, what I'm saying, and <laughs> I was. You know, what I'm saying it was like. You know what I mean, like, listen, man. You know, what I'm saying this is where we at with it because, like, mm-hmm. I, and I will always reference them. This is the Mob Deep Queen. Queens had it. Queens had it in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Queens had it. Right, and then when he came out with Nostradamus, with um, with uh, uh, uh with Diddy on the record and all right. that, and I was like, "Yo, this dude is not stopping. He 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 doesn't." But I didn't realize Nas actually came from third. He came from third. Search MC Search mm, yeah. was was okay. his was his 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 person of contact. I didn't know that. Oh wow, he was signed to Search, I believe. Oh wow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so you know, I had to, I did some heavy research with this guy. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't just Roxanne Shantae because he, he he used to rap for her back in the day when he was a kid. Cause she was the she was the highlighter. I think it was the forty pro. What? What? She's a yeah. Rock. What? Words. She was. You know what I mean? But you know, she was the she was the person to, to the go to person back then. The gatekeeper. You know what I'm saying? But you know. And she put people on, man. Wow. Now she's actually on XM Radio. Oh, she got a dope. show. She got a show up there. Mom glasses on a uh, on a uh, Rock the Bells Radio. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. That's super dope. <laughs> we we need a sponsorship, LL. <laughs> we need a sponsor. <laughs> well, I think I think that you know the Grammys being what it was is a a nice kind of relaxing enjoyment. Yeah, it was. compared to the weekend prior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but hey, you know. Things are unpredictable. It's just nice that this this show went without any kind of crazy drama. Like it was just like some genuine moments, some really great Family moments. Family oriented. Well, my only issue with the Grammys is um, who won for the best Jamaican album, best that reggae was, album. Yeah, that best was reggae album. Yeah, that was yeah, Soulja. yeah, yeah. Soja in it. That, 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 <laughs> yeah. My apologies. They already got enough promotion. Yo, <laughs> the white people that won from from Virginia. They spice name. So I don't know. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that? Yo, I I seen a clip. Have I, you heard the album? I did, and I, and I'm I like, heard, this is all I had to hear was this one is record. dry as hell. This like, it doesn't even. Snow, yeah, snow was better than them. Yeah, it doesn't even feel good. It doesn't feel good. And 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 I think that the conversation now is um how? How sway? Like how how did we even get here? Like, yeah, Spice is nominated for what I think that was this her first nomination for a Grammy? Uh-huh. Um, 
And she, I mean, she's like James Brown of Jamaica. I ain't never seen nobody work this hard. I mean, this <laughs> homegirl worked hard, yo. And and there was even Sean Paul was nominated. And it's like almost like how do we how do we completely overlook is the issue that the album is not better than the other four albums that were nominated, or is the issue that they're white and from Virginia? What do you think? I personally think it's both. Okay. One, I don't think the music was good enough I, I to win a to Grammy. It and no, like I let's, said, no. let's let's keep it to music no. for a moment. I don't think the music was good enough for a Grammy. No, I appreciate that they wanted to honor, yeah, the the country of origin that they replicated in order to make that album. Mm-hmm. Mind you, they've been together for some time. Um, it's not like this is a new band or a new kids on the block. They've been out there for a while, but their music is really dry. Like it has no you you ever seen how um people dance on the dance floor? And you know, if if you got <laughs> I don't want to be stereotypical here, but I have to. <laughs> you see black people on the dance floor, you see white people on the dance floor, or people with no rhythm. Let me say that. Yeah. You see people with no rhythm on the dance floor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's like they're doing the same steps, but it's like, uh Something feel really, really weird about this. And you see somebody with rhythm do the same move and it just feels better. It just looks better. It looks effortless. I feel like this is the same concept. It's like like y'all took a manual to reggae music and made an album. Like if there's a manual somewhere, you guys read it and made an album. It's not, it just, it doesn't have any heart, any soul to it. It doesn't have any heart or soul to it. But my question to you is, do you think that the uproar about it is because they're white? It could and be. And they're not from Jamaica. It could be. It could be. Now, what do you think? Not it could be. Yeah, no, what it could I mean, I'm saying it. it could be. That's that's my that's my thought on it. It could be. I mean, you talking about the Grammys, man. This is we 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 in a we in an area now in era area a whole decade or century. I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. But People are buying their way into shit now, man. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying they bought the Grammy. I'm just saying, come on, we have we got better we got better better reggae music than this. Cause what I heard, I was just like, yeah, uh, uh, skip. It's not. It wasn't anything I wanted to listen to. And I'm not a, hit, a huge uh, reggae fan, but I've heard better, I way like better, a lot. But I like classic reggae. Yeah, like I do too. I like, like Elef- Elephant Man. And, yeah, Bar- yeah. And Barris Hammond, which is, who was like the godfather, apparently, <laughs> Jamaica. Right Yo, he and he wow. sells out. Wow. Yo, he sells out. Wow. Barris Hammond is like the goat. Wow. Barris Hammond, man. Yeah. Yo, Barris don't need to make another track ever. Beanie Man. Now, if you want to move over to the dance hall where Spice lives in that world, uh-huh. Beanie Man's my guy. Vibes Cartel. Vibes Cartel is dope. Oh my God, Vibes Cartel is everything. Yeah, he, he, this, <laughs> this, this everything. the one. This the one that always getting locked up, or he's he was locked yeah, up. Yeah, he's the one. He's the one. Yeah, he's the one. Yeah, and then he come out and drop a hit. Drop a hit right here. <laughs> All set. All set. He, you know, it come out and, and then drop a hit. After all his drama, then he'll drop a hit. Boom. Every time. Boom. He's dope. But yeah, I thought I thought that was kind of like, that was the only real controversial moment of the night. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the only real like, oh, why? 
How yeah, and, yeah. and when did you decide that this made sense? Yeah. So, hey, it is what it's not going to be. <laughs> so I want you to play this song right here. It's called 555. Toby. What's his name? Toby. Say the last name. I always mess up his last name. Uh, Toby. Nuegue. Nuegue. Okay. I'll I put it out myself. <laughs> so we're going to drop it right here. It's five 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 five. Okay. Look, dog, I'm extra unique. My whole aura screen. And I've been listening to feel like Griselda and Marvin Wine is just a mutual unbalance. It's dope. The video was fucking fucked. Yeah, the video was crazy. And the reason why I bring him up is because he is probably, I want to say right now, he's like top tier independent artist in America. He distributes you know, obviously through a company, but everything else he does is completely independent. His family helps him make his music. His wife raps. His children are in his music video. His sister, is it his sister or his sister-in-law? I believe his sister is like the producer, makes the tracks and also raps. Like, this is a family affair. Um, But if you follow the journey of this guy, and he has quite a few albums. Uh He has quite a few albums. And... The funny thing about it is he's been approached several times by Not labels ma- ma- and major labels. Yes, they've chased him. And he said, and he's turned them down every time. And the reason being, there's no way you're going to be able to beat what I can do for myself. With, I signed with y'all. Y'all just taking a piece you of, say, what, I've already, taking, taking of what I've already accomplished. He already earned it. Yeah. Right. He's not on. He's not on radio. Doesn't need to be. You can catch him on any streaming platform. His tours sell out consistently. Like, this is this is the this is truly the epitome of being an independent artist on this level of success. Uh-huh. Um, and he has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten albums. Sheesh. Ten he, albums. He a, he a machine. From 2017 all the way to this year. He a machine. He has ten albums. And he does all his own creative direction. He styles. I mean, this guy is a creative phenom. And I just want to put more people onto him. I want everybody to help feed this, continue to feed this man because stream those albums. He is beyond dope. He used to be a, um, a football star. Yeah. Was he? Yeah, he was a football star. He oh, was, wow. Um, a star linebacker for the University of North Texas. Ooh. Wow. Like he, um, what happened to him? He had a bad foot injury. So, put him yeah, out the game. Like, he was going to the NFL. Mm. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So for that, like the, the perseverance there. Yes. Wild. Yeah. And he's only, he's he's 35. Wow. He young, he he's young, 35. He's young. And he's, yeah, and he's, he's young, young, really, really kind of, but he's done most of this work on his own. Utilizing social media to really catapult his career and really push out his 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 songs and and the thing about it is is that they're not they're not typical. Nah. Like he can rap, he yeah. can sing, yeah. But it's I don't know. But I think I feel like he's throwing his his culture into it. Yeah, he's throwing his culture into it, and, and that's that's fucking beautiful, man. I I actually enjoyed it. I was like, yo, this is this fucking is dope. The, I like it because I was. This is the way I want. Yeah, man. Yeah, and he's like, what? He's Nigerian. So clean, like clean cut. Yeah, very like. Yeah, it's showing younger people a different side of black culture. Like it's not just 
just showing them outside. Mm-hmm. It's not showing them the streets. Right. It's, it's showing, showing them something. Them the streets, but it's showing the beauty of the streets. The beauty. They filmed a video on a basketball court. Right. Like, right. right. That's like where every black person grows up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you see the beauty of the basketball court, the beauty that you never saw before. And he like, it, and he's and he's not he's not doing anything if he can't bring his family with him. Yeah. He said that. And he actually that's actually one of the lines in one of his verses. Like, if I can't bring my wife and put my kids to help me perform, don't book me. Right. I just think this is dope. And then you know what? But a lot of the he's, videos he's constructing the video set. Like, like he, a lot of his videos from 2020 to 2021, they're actually all in the same room. Wow. Um, and 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 they change the color or the color, and and it's all this really monochromatic theme. Uh-huh. So I think they're on the color green right now. I think for a while they were in white. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just dope. It's 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 very minimalistic. It's it's very. He's not, he's not very overboard. Cool. He's not overboard. He don't have a bunch of gold, you know, jewelry and. You know what I'm saying? He spends it where he wants it. Yeah, so what I'm saying he's, he's not, it's, it's, it's tasteful. Yeah, but tasteful. he's also not broke because he is he is actually surviving off of this independent career. He is not even just surviving, he's thriving, he's thriving. off of this independent career. Yep. And he's in, in control, real he's way. in control, he's in control of his of his of his, his direction. There's a lot of people that can't say that. They can't say that. No, they can't. And I And he I, and he and for him to be able to turn down um major deals like that mm-hmm. um says a lot. Because that's mainly that's what a lot of people want. They want the machine behind him, but he is the machine. He is his own machine. Him and his him and his wife. Um, the five 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 episode. I believe she's had the baby, if I'm not mistaken, by uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. But um, she's pregnant in the video. Yeah, I seen it. And and it's dope. And she's got her belly out there. You know, it, it's nothing. It's nothing to be ashamed of. The outfit accentuates her body. She looks great. And then she delivers the monster verse in the freaking song. It's crazy. Yeah. Like the beauty of it is, we are who we are, and we're 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 displaying what we believe in, and we're just having fun and we're making music and creating this visual yeah. and you can't help but enjoy the you energy right. that comes off right. of that video. As soon as I seen it, I was like, oh, normally I'd be like, man, I don't want to. Yeah, I, don't I know. Want to hear this I, know. Shit. I know. But it was <laughs> I know. I know, probably. <laughs> but it was it was enjoyable. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. I was like, wow. And it's in and, and you know I feel like the the angles, like if he directed his own shit, I was yeah, like, yo, this kid, is, yo, this fucking dude is nice. He's he's insane. My, did you get a chance to dig into hit some of his other music? I did not, but I will though. Yeah, I will. I, I want to hear what more, what other other stuff he got. I, I'm a Pandora guy, so I just I <laughs> type the name. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you're I pay, not I pay, gonna, I pay a subscription. You're what not the fuck? going to get that one person though. You're gonna get people <laughs> liking. Like I, oh man. I don't know. I have to build you some playlists. You do, you do. Um, but Toby, yeah, Toby is. I think he's the epitome of independent dreams. Um, I think it's just. I think it's just dope how, you know, everything is really, is really, authentic. And like I said, this yeah. is definitely it's become the theme of this 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 def- this segment. You know, but. He is he is very very much somebody to pay attention to. Right, so right. if you're listening and you haven't heard any of the music, or you haven't seen any of the videos, by the way, that have millions of views, millions of views, millions um, of views. this guy's popular. Yeah, multi million. Um, please check go check out Toby Nuego. He is just on some other stuff at this point. Toby Nuego. Yeah, we had to get that. We had to get that we together because right. I, I practiced that name like. 
<laughs> I believe I've called him Toby N before because I just didn't want to mess up his last name. I, I hate that. Like, I don't want to say Toby. people's names wrong. But, um, yeah, he is super dope. Yeah. American Rap Magazine. <laughs> we need to work on this outro at this point. Last American <laughs> Rap Magazine. Broadway <laughs> Dollar. Miss Outlaw. And we're out. Roll credit. There's, this is not a video. <laughs> this is not a video. Oh, my God. <laughs>